One. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to SDM Presents Nerding Out. I am Gabriel Ramos, your man with the plan. And guess what? I actually have a spray bottle. It's silly string, but close enough. It's good enough. <laughs> yeah, I have here with me Serge and Nikki. What's Say cracking? Hi guys. What's cracking? Hi. Thank you, Miranda. Miranda got me eight girls. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did they give us sweet and sour? Oh, thank you. All right. So today we're going to be talking about a lot of different shit. Correct. What we wanted to hit on. So what we're going to be doing today, we want to focus on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is Serge's area of expertise. My favorite horror... Okay, I can't say favorite horror franchise because my favorite horror franchise is Saw. It's my favorite horror movie. Okay. The first one. Yeah. It's so funny that you have a leather face tattoo, though, but you don't have a Saw tattoo. Because, okay, that's next on my list. I'm getting... Actually, it's a really cool design that I have on a t-shirt. It's Billy the Puppet, but it's... it's uh, Basically, it's, it's three saw blades and it's blood splatter over the saw blades makes Billy's face. Ooh. Yeah. That actually sounds hard. Yeah, it's really sick. I've been wanting to get a ghost face tattoo because I fucking love Scream. Do, do it. I want to. I just don't know where. You know what you should do? You should get the knife with the mask and the knife like, in the tr like on the movie poster. Like a stab? Like on the stab poster? Yeah, the stab poster was actually really cool. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. All right, so... We want to talk about that, but first of all, we want to talk about some things that are coming up. So, some things that are coming up that we saw are really good trailers that came out this week and really bad <laughs> trailers. <laughs> so many things. Yeah. So, let's have Nikki go first when she's done swallowing that egg roll. That sounded weird. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So, I'd have to say the top four that we're going to talk about today are... First and foremost, Halloween. Yes. Halloween kills the first... I wouldn't say... Was it first trailer? Yeah, first trailer. It was the first release trailer. Yeah, because we had teasers before. And then um, I wanted to talk about Suicide Squad a little bit. And then we had Chainsaw Man. Yes. And then Don't Breathe 2, which Gabe was going to... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but oh. Halloween kills. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. We're yes. back in. My man is back, and he's more brutal than ever. So what... What have you pulled from the trailer in terms of like, I guess, more blatant and obvious references to, not only the first, the the uh, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna call it H40 for the sake of of people watching. Uh, Halloween 2018 is I'm just gonna be referring to it as H40 from now on. It's so easier for us. It's to do easier, that. yeah. So uh, for H40, is there any references to that that you notice other than the fact that it takes place all, like you know. Pretty soon after the after that movie. That's probably one of the biggest things is that it takes after the simple formula, even though two is no longer canon anymore yeah. in this universe, which I love and I hate. It blocks out the whole sister storyline, but it yeah. leaves that great film because it was an amazing film. Yeah. So first and foremost, him walking out of the fire, immediately Halloween two. Yeah. Halloween absolutely. two as he's trying to walk out after Loomis blows him up, shoots him, all these things, and Lori just sees him and she's just like, shit, dude. Also, shit. really quick, the I'm going to be referencing Dead Meat a lot because I was watching their, I was listening to their podcast review of H40 of, uh, uh -huh. today, and they were calling, um, uh, who's the doctor that obsessed over Michael in H40, whatever his name is, mm -hmm. but they were calling him, I New forgot what his name is. They were calling him Numis. <laughs> And that's so disrespectful. But to it's Donald hilarious. Clinton. And and plus too, because like uh even even Jimmy Curtis was like, Oh you're oh you're just Loomis. Okay, cool. 
So they just called him Numis the entire time, and I was crying. I don't like how they took that character, but we'll get into that yeah, when we'll I analyze that, that yeah. entire movie. But Wait, um, does Dead Meat actually have like a podcast? Podcast? Absolutely. Yeah, they it's, do. On, it's on Spotify. They do they do movie reviews and they do like they little go, fun interviews. They go more in depth. Is it only very on Spotify? Uh, I don't think so. But um, they 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 are very picky with their horror. However, they do very good analysis and very good deep dives into good horror movies. If you really want to understand anything, yeah, they're very good about that because I didn't know that James A. Janice's fiance actually went to film school and has like a film degree, and she yeah. like understands like being behind shots and yeah. camera work and all that cool shit. So yeah, yeah. So um, with, James, he's, a, he's also a very nice guy. So. I know. <laughs> so with the Halloween Kills trailer, there's there's so many references. By far, my favorite is the Shamrock, the Silver yeah, Shamrock Silver mask Shamrock mask. Yeah, that in itself, as much as we all hate halloween three like i said if it wasn't called halloween three it'd be a good movie great movie (laughs) but the reference with those masks are amazing especially especially when you know who's under those masks because you see like you see a clip of marion chambers who is the original nurse from Mm -hmm. h1 and you see a direct reference from the beginning of the first movie where he literally like hits his hand on the window correct yeah and she's lining up behind there and it's kind of like you're sitting there like marion you've been killed by him like twice why are you doing this why are you backing up towards the window when you know he's just gonna slam his hand down correct and you notice her clothing and then you see a close-up shot of the silver shamrock um the witch mask and it's marion you can tell that it's her her clothing and everything so you can see that he's picking off old characters which i love that they're including all these people and you see um, Anthony Michael Hall is actually going to be Tommy Doyle in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, so he is the older Tommy Doyle in the movie. Um, you have Kyle Richards back as um, little girl Lindsay as well. She's on the Housewife show or whatever, but she was like a child actress that played Lindsay. Um, so you've got a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of Halloween re- uh, Halloween 1 and 2 references. There's, um, I noticed... One thing that Serge and I even talked about was the passing of the mantle for the final girl. Yes. Because I had called it immediately. To Allison's character. Yeah, Yeah. I I called it immediately when I saw um, the first, the 2018 movie because she did great. Fantastic. 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 It it goes back to that Laurie Strode type. Yes. Where you sympathize with her. You want her to make it out Mm -hmm. of it. You feel bad for her. It goes Completely back to that, she reminds me of a young Laurie Strode. Yes. So yeah. the passing of the mantle to see her finally just like stab me and like yeah. all those things. And like she was so ready to like take him on that I was like Yeah. I appreciate this. So what do you what do you think of them at one point in the movie getting the mask off of him again? Cause, Cause, I know that towards the end of the of the trailer, uh, they show that somebody pulls Michael's mask off, and then I think uh, I don't remember if it's Alice's character. One of the characters presents the cops with his mask it's, in her hand. It's the daughter. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, so it's it's Lori's daughter. Lori's daughter. So yeah. I don't like his mask coming off. We all yeah, know this. Yeah. But that's why I wanted to ask because I know it's kind of a it's a point of contention. It. Yeah. But the thing is, is that. Her formula in the first movie, she does get his mask off for about two seconds, and that's actually Tony Moran. Mm-hmm. I hate him. 
No, you're. There's a whole thing about Tony Moran. We'll we'll go into we'll we'll, we'll very much like we're gonna cover the Halloween franchise in full, maybe even in a two part because there's so much to unpack. Um, also, quick preface: we'll probably end up doing the big three, which is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, and Halloween in two part episodes. So we'll do part one, the first yep. four, and then part two, the last four, and then we'll kind of just go in depth with with those. But as of right now, we're just gonna cover. Halloween kills tying into H40 from here. But yeah, sure. Yeah, um, expect the Halloween breakdown around the time the trailer comes out and everything like that. But Correct. Um, I love that. <laughs> with Tony Moran, uh, with the little two seconds of Tony Moran, it's still basis to the formula. So if it takes her to take his mask off, which is something that he's very sensitive about, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with it because how else are you going to get him to stop? Correct, yeah. Um. And I think if she was going to do anything else, I'd think she would be stupid for doing anything mm-hmm. else. I couldn't think of anything else that would distract yeah. him. And also, I asked this question to Nikki earlier today in our in our group chat. Um, you know, when Michael's mask comes off in the franchise, it's always been very like a point of not humanization for Michael, but just kind of where he, he can't necessarily do what he does as effectively and so that led me to the question of like whether the shape and Michael are one and the same, or whether that like you know Michael is a vessel for the shape, or like we'll we'll get into the psychology of it of it later. But there's so many theories. Yeah, there's, there's so a many, lot of theories. I, I think what what the fuck is the shape? Uh, so, so yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So <laughs> John Carpenter, when he originally wrote Michael Myers as a character, the only thing about Michael that's human is the fact that he looks and walks like a man. He's Nothing th- else. The personification he's of evil. The per- he's the personification of evil. So he's just a shape. Yeah. There's nothing else to it. He's a void. Also, in every Halloween script, if you actually read the original script, he's only referenced as the shape. He never every- it never says Michael Myers does this. It says the shape approaches. The shape does this. Yeah. Yeah. He's always known never, as the shape. The the theme that's written for Michael Myers is the the shape's theme. All, yeah. That's how he's always referenced. So he's the thing that's immune to fire. Pretty much, no, but that's oversimplification. Yeah, it's 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 a lot deeper than that. But like I said, we'll 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 go into that because you know there's so many theories about about the connection to the mask with Michael, because and plus like you know again with through the entire franchise it's been kind of diluted with all the remakes and what have you. But again, yeah, the mask stays the mask stays present. The mask stays present in everyone. What I like in this new trailer is that Laurie kind of breaks it down, but does it's that still it's that simplicity. Correct. She was like, every time he this is my favorite like quote from the entire trailer. Every time he kills, he transcends. He's the essence of evil. And yeah. I was like, that's badass. It's that's, super that's, meta. Yeah. That's meta. That's the simplest person, like uh, the simplest explanation that you can yeah. give to Michael Myers. And it makes it even more frightening that yes. these people are going to go try to take him on. And the fact that Correct. they're going to go, you know, start an entire Michael Myers, anti Michael Myers mob. Yeah. And I, I have a terrible feeling that's not going to work out. Yeah. Like, you would think it's like safety in numbers, but I don't think it's going to work out for these people. So so let me ask you this. Predictions for, for uh, Halloween Kills. When 
the movie drops, do you think that they're going to end it here, or do you think that with the passing the mantle is going to come a new generation of 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 uh, people? So, from what I know, when the first when the whole thing kick started, when Blumhouse got the movies and everything, and they decided to just start this up again, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis decided to come back, Nick Castle, John Carpenter, Carpenter the music, and actually, yeah. I, believe, I believe his son did as well. It's, it's him he, and his yes, son. Yeah. So John Carpenter's son helped out with helped out with the music this time around. Um, he actually really helped lead the team mm -hmm. i know that him and danny green worked together yeah like, and then i know that jamie lee curtis was a producer on the last movie and she actually helped carpenter with the music as well exactly which is which badass is, which is amazing because she's been carpenter's friend for years years yeah. very very good friends but um i think with this film when it comes to um i lost my train we're talking about uh the connection of if there's going to be another movie in the series after oh this. yes i'm so sorry uh so when it first Gotta came out, that ADHD I know <laughs> it's gonna happen to me so much in this episode. But I can already tell. I, but what I love is that Serge can like redirect me, and I can redirect him. That's the beauty of both of us it's, having it's, ADHD. It's, it's because we're two halves with the same brain cell. No, pretty much. <laughs> um, no, so <laughs> when I feel it, like it, I'm at the zoo, just watching an exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching an exhibit on ADHD. Yes, people. sir. So um, it was originally supposed to be three movies. So mm -hmm. we're gonna get. Halloween Returns, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends or something like that. Yeah. So we're going to get a final film. I don't think this is going to be Allison's mantle pass yet. I think this might be Lori's last movie. Yeah. Not this one, but the next one. Because I don't see her dying in this coming one. I don't know. I don't know, man. Because it's possible that they that they could do... They they could possibly kill off Laurie Strode in this movie, and then the next movie kind of just is is the the coming out moment for Allison, which I can see as well. Just yeah. let me, because I also think that he might get a hold of Laurie and her mother, and that would mean he's killed her entire family. Correct, because everyone forgets that he well, yeah, did. Yeah, because Ray he, is dead he, too. He just killed the um he killed the father mm -hmm. on the lawn, and mm -hmm. she doesn't have anyone left. And what I like is that she's angry oh yeah like, absolutely it's not even like let me wallow in all of it like she actually seems like she's doing a little bit better than laurie strode did in the second movie no no talking shit on laurie strode because mm -hmm. she was very traumatized like well very, yeah. yeah a very sheltered uh suburban girl just got yeah went through the most terrifying thing ever but she's also the canary in the coal mine like exactly allison has her mom and she has obviously her grandmother who has yeah. passed that shit down through her mother yeah. So you know she's she she has the uh, forty plus years of dealing with a deranged serial killer in the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois, which is amazing to see because if anyone was attention uh, was really close to attention to detail, that's probably what that is. Like, Absolutely. let's not make her so freaked out. Let's yeah. see if she could actually because the first thing she does when she sees what's his name get impaled on the fucking spike is let me go run to an actual place. Yeah. You know. To get help, and yeah. she was she's not stupid, which I really enjoy. Correct, and plus, like even with her mother, like 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 probably my my out of the entire movie, my favorite scene in Halloween forty or H forty was when Michael's coming into the basement, and it's Allison and her mother there, and her mother's like, "I'm sorry, I can't do it. I was I was trying, I can't do it." And then he what peeks out, and she, and she goes, "Gotcha!" And then shoots him. That's like my favorite scene in the whole movie. Like I was like, "Yes." That's like, actually Garrick and I talked about this all the time. That's, that's the best that's scene. His favorite scene. Yeah, same. Where, she, where, where he, she just goes, "Gotcha," and then just shoots him. Because that scene bop. catches you off guard. Because the exactly entire, the entire movie, like I'm not, a, I 
didn't watch Halloween a lot growing up. I uh-huh. just saw them for the first time when Nikki a couple of months ago. Yeah. So it's just like I saw that, and after seeing the first couple of movies, Judy I'm Grier. Just like, yes. That's who it is. I love Judy her. Grier, yes. After seeing that, like the whole movie leading up to that part, I'm just like, she's too much of a pussy. Like she won't do it. Yeah. She's too scared. She's and actually then she afraid. Did it. And, then and then she did it. And then yeah. she freaked it. No, yeah. that, that's what I love because she was like, gotcha, shoots his ass, and then she starts telling Allison, it's not a house, baby, it's a trap. Yeah. And that was the most iconic thing that even after all these years, correct, after all these years, she remembered what her mother taught her and she and, knew what this house was. And that's why I'm like, okay, well, if, if this is any indication of how Allison's going to be, she's going to be a really good I guess next heroine in the series because of the fact that she had Lori, she had her mother, and also can I just commend Judy Judy Greer's performance in that movie as well as Jamie Lee Curtis? Like she was amazing. Those those those, those figures being not only you know in their own right final girls, but also being those matriarchs that are being an example to Allison. I don't know what her, what her name is. I'm sorry. The actress's name. Oh, but. it's Andy. I can't pronounce her last name correctly. It's Matchick, but it's Andy Match, Matchick or something like yeah. that. But she, but she's, she's fantastic awesome. in the series as well. And, but, uh, but yeah, just all three of them just killed it in, in age 40 killed it. Yeah. I very picky about final girls too. I yeah. don't think I've really enjoyed one since God, I can't even remember. But she's my new favorite one. Yeah. Uh, and Florence uh, Pugh. Oh, Florence her, from, her, from Midsummer. Yeah. Yes. Both of them need to do more horror movies. Because yes, they've yes. got talent. Yeah. By the way, we also will, we're going to do, a, um, at some point, we'll do a, a dive into the connection between Hereditary and Midsommar because, yeah. Ari, because Ari Aster, as a director, the more that I research his work, is becoming one of my favorite directors. Serge and I have to reevaluate our opinions Correct, on Hereditary. Yeah. Also, I didn't know that he was the bear Jew in Glorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. What did you just say? That's you ever seen Glorious Bastards? I've seen it like twice. Okay. I seen it in a do you minute. remember the giant dude in the tank top who smashes that dude in the head with a baseball bat? Yeah. That's Ari Aster. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the director of Midsummer and Hereditary. What the fuck? Yeah. That man's a unit. Yeah. yeah. They they they, <laughs> no. they 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 call him the bear Jew because he's huge. He's massive. Shit. Okay. Yeah. So, non horror. Suicide Squad. Yes, I'm very excited for Suicide, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, okay. I'm very excited. James Gunn can take any franchise. Yes. And I would glance... If Halloween was not a horror movie, I'd hand him <laughs> Halloween. Um, I would love to see him do a Halloween movie. I would love, to see, I, I would love to see him do a Scream reboot. Do you... Do you <laughs> oh, my God. I would trust him with no, Scream. No, James Gunn in a Saw reboot? No, absolutely. Dude, it'd be Don't so you over dare. the fucking top. Don't you dare. It'd be so over the so, top. Um, let's just talk about King Shark first. Had. Had. <laughs> no, 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 no. The ending of the newest trailer where he's like, hey, uh, what was it? The one chick's name, her call sign was yeah. Ratatouille. He's Bird. Like, what, what's, the, what's the news, Ratatouille, or something like that? And he was like, Bird. And he's like, Maui, wowie, stay off the comm. And you're like, oh my God. Because it's, it's such a transition from and he's like just Harley staring Quinn. Staring at the bird. Yeah. It's, it's such a transition from like Harley Quinn, King Shark, where he's just like yelling in a prison cell where he was like, guys, I thought I told you to stop talking about me like that. I'd really yeah. appreciate no, it. I will kill every single one of you. He's like, I don't 
I don't uh, I don't like being called a fish. You guys know this. <laughs> and if That's you keep right. on calling me a fish, I'm going to fucking murder you. Yeah. And then he's like, see, they're learning. I will kill every single one of you. And, and, and then Harley's like, like, oh, shit, we left him in prison. Can we, can we, he's like, oh, shit, sorry, King. Can we do an episode on Harley Quinn? Absolutely. Oh, my God. You, yeah. Have you seen all of it? Uh, no, I haven't. However, Dude. I have the bits and pieces I do see. I'm a huge fan of. Is it, is it Kaylee Cuoco who's doing her voice? Yes, yes. Kaylee Cuoco is hilarious. Her, and Surgeon, I'll fight to the death over Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn because he fucking hates her. I as cannot her. stand I her. Love Margot Margot Robbie. Robbie. Okay. I cannot. Stand I love her. her as live action, but Kaylee Cuoco can have my heart oh, yeah. any day as animated. I mean, Harley I'm Quinn. I'm I'm a diehard Tara Strong Harley. And Margot Robbie's yes. Harley is very different from Tara Strong because to me, like Tara Strong is Harley. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I can't. There's nobody else I would ever give that role to. Also, sorry, disclaimer. Just always know that Serge and I are very traditionalist when it yes. comes to the bat. They're, they're when boomers. it comes to, when it comes to the bat family, when it comes to the bat family yeah. and the bat universe, we're very traditional. Very traditional. Yeah, I was like when when they decided to retcon everybody's. Uh, auditory New Fifty Two. I was very mad. Like I literally, like I went on like like I went on a rant for like a week about how much I hated the New Fifty Two. I've I've warmed up to it since then, but I was so angry. I'm like, how dare they do Serge, that? Serge and I became friends around the time that New Fifty Two came out. Yeah, and, I and think we that had was some very... conversations. <laughs> well, I think the only thing I enjoyed out of that run was Batman getting to wear the ring. Yes, and getting to ask it. Yeah you know, the true identity of Joker, and mm -hmm. he simply tells him there are three, and he's like, no, there can't be, and it's that mm -hmm. simple um, shock of fear because you never see fear on his face, and when you do, it's Correct. usually related to Joker, and you're like, yeah. this isn't good yeah, at all. I mean, I, one thing that I did love about New 52 is, is the way that they've been handling Joker. Yes. I'm The only one who's I benefiting love, in New 52 is really Joker. I love him because, like, the whole... I mean, like Joker's daughter can go, whatever. I don't, I'm not a fan you of her. You mean Riddler's daughter? Because she's somebody else's kid, apparently. Yeah, she's not actually Joker's daughter. However, um, but the whole like Joker cutting off his face, putting on a wall, then sewing it back on, like that shit was insane. Where like, and he did this like this is why like I love the Joker, and I will defend like defend the Joker's like personification, like. When people are like, oh, no, he's not really, you know, he is without a doubt the most sadistic and terrifying villain in the entire DCU because of the fact that he derives humor in seeing other people suffer. Killing Joke, the fact that he cut off his face to prove a point to Batman where he's like, you're not Batman under the mask. I cut off my face. I'm still the Joker. You know what I mean? Just to the, prove a point. The like... I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm -hmm. That new release, that four-hour movie was so mm -hmm. gorgeous. It fixed everything for me. Yeah. And I knew and I told everyone I don't give a shit when anyone says. I love I, him as a director. He just can't tell a story within an hour and a half. Um, No, he can't. But I enjoy that because I like long content. Um, I knew that if he had directed Gerald Leto, which I don't think David Ayer did a bad job. I think it was one of those things where because WB, cut, uh, whatever studio it was, uh, they cut up. Suicide Squad too. Yes. So yeah, the I same also there's another disclaimer. I hated the first Suicide Squad. Yeah, I thought it was terrible. But I, I thought it was good. It was just, eh, it was entertaining. She so, loves it too, but she loves it as an action movie, not as like because yeah. because I'm such a traditionalist. I, I did not like it at all. That's understandable. That's yeah, why I get it. I, I get it. So with that, I knew that it would be a different Joker if Zack Snyder was directing him. Absolutely. And I was 100 percent right because that epilogue scene 
that was pure Batman. Amazing. Yeah. I, I would give my firstborn child to have a Batman. <laughs> don't tell, don't tell Garrick this. Garrick, don't, <laughs> Garrick skip over this excerpt. <laughs> um, no, I, I love him as Joker in that sense as a Zack Snyder Joker because yeah. that, that, you know, thing be him, between him and Ben Affleck where he was Correct. like, you let that girl die. Yeah. And it's like, you know who he's talking about. You yeah. know it's Lois Lane. You know she was pregnant. Yeah. And after you went through all this emotional shit with bringing back Superman and like Lois Lane and all these things. Correct. You know the distant, horrifying future and then yeah. you just see Superman just flying up and you're like... Yeah, which is hinting at injustice, which I'm so... God damn excited for it. We are 100% going to talk about Injustice. We're actually going to be doing the DC Metal storyline next week. Correct, yeah. We're doing DC Metal storyline next week, and we're also going to talk about, not in that episode, but we'll have a different one, about why Injustice is the best thing that DC ever did. It is better than the Civil War storyline. We just talked about this, and it's only- Yeah, because Injustice was just just DC's answer to Civil War. But yeah. it's so much better. They and did it way better. Way better. Because it's nothing's more horrifying than knowing that Lois Lane dies and that's the only thing that keeps the world from it it's Lois Lane's life that's hang like keeping the world in balance. Yeah, which is insane to Just me. Just one simple woman. Correct. But not only that too is like I mean again we'll get into this more later, but uh the fact that there's n- nothing is ever black and white. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Where there's gray in everything because you get, you know, good guys helping bad guys and bad guys turning into good guys and vice versa. Because, like, you know, that whole thing with Black Adam and, and Green Arrow, where they're yeah. like, I guess we're cool now. <laughs> but it also brings Black- to light. The- oh, I'm so sorry. No, I was going to say, because Black Adam knows. He's like, hey, this is fucked up. I just want to protect my planet. And like, that's, I, that's I the whole thing is that, is, is, that, yeah. is that Black Adam has always been loyal to Condock first. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just that more power for Condock usually ends up Siding with the bad guys, but Black Adam is not inherently a bad character. Mm-hmm. No, and what I love—I mean, that- he was originally with with the original, like the original Billy Batson uh, arc, where he was just like his nemesis essentially. Yeah. But as a character, in the overview of the DCU, Black Adam's not necessarily a bad guy. And what I love is because we get injustice. What it's going to bring to the table is the Wonder Woman and Superman relationship. Correct. Because after Lois dies. Wonder Woman becomes a fucking... Home wrecker. Uh, <laughs> there uh, is, hey, there's no home to wreck well, at that point. No. <laughs> See, I love Wonder Woman out of any of the DC Justice League, and I'll tell you why. That is the most dangerous fucking member of the Justice League. Yes. And I know that we all agree that it's Batman and his contingency plans. He'd probably take her out. On paper, yes. But here's the thing. She's the fuck. She took up the fucking mantle of the God of War. She's done awful fucking things in the Justice Injustice storyline. Absolutely. She took apart um, Shazam, like oh, yes. all of their personalities, and killed Billy. Yeah, as a child, so yeah. that she could defeat defeat Shazam. She's done awful fucking things. She also murdered Cyborg in the original comics. In the games, he's not dead, but he actually, exactly. but she, yeah, she murdered Cyborg. So you see her loyalty to him and how that does not falter. And mm. when you have a literal fucking God, like he's a Kryptonian. He's It'll, a God. He'll, he's, he's a God, but she's an ancient God with the Ares bloodline. And you're just mm. like, she takes up the mantle of God of war. And that's one of my favorite storylines. And yeah, somebody did a mock-up that 
it circulated as the actual like uh, costume design, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was a made up one, but it was the God of War costume. That's and you're so like, sick. Was that what the was that was that what the gold mantle and the shoulder armor and stuff like that? Yeah, and yeah, the, I remember. And the, yeah, the breastplate was the goldest I think it's yeah, ever been yeah, in the yeah, series. Yeah. As much as I love Gal Gadot's outfit, I kind of hate how they kind of like dimmed the color down. It's more bronzy. Yeah, it's not quite because gold. you didn't see them do that with Superman's costume. They still <laughs> gave him those colors. Yeah, just saying. I but, mean, I think it was like a more modern, like less cartoony take to kind yeah. of like, like like more like empowering version of wonder woman which is hilarious because it's it's wonder woman how could you not like how could you try to empower wonder woman more she's wonder woman i i still say that the greatest thing about her is the fact that she has to fucking wear gauntlets on her wrist to control her powers and she can just slide those things off and go into god mode yeah but she doesn't because she knows what happens when that Correct. when she takes them off which i think is insane yeah the gauntlets i gotta say i love the gauntlets in the movie like they're pretty oh sick my god, yeah, yeah. Dude, they're one, sick the one scene the her intro scene you talking about 84 no, the intro. Eighty four was great. The really intro good, yeah. scene in Justice League, uh, uh, where uh, she's uh. protecting the kids, and you just see her like bear, like crawling on her knees while blocking super fast with her wrists. Yeah, fucking amazing. Yeah, I love that scene. Well, well, plus like you know that Gal Gadot was in the military, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I thought that I was just, like really cool. I like that they didn't underpower the gauntlet, uh, the gauntlet catch because yeah. That can stop some of the most powerful attacks. And it's also one of the coolest things that she does, but she just looks badass. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, and see, I had an issue with it in the beginning, but I kind of figured out why it worked. Um, when uh, they bring Superman to life and he yeah. fucking knocks her into the ground. Correct. At first I was kind of like, how? Yeah. How did you let him do that? You never let him do that shit. Like he, <laughs> she's a lot. Like there was, there would usually be more of a fight between the two of them. Correct. From what yeah. I've seen, and then I had to take into account that he was just brought back to life. Correct. There's no mental like capacity for control. So he that's has no limiter on him. Exactly. Yeah. So that's all of his full force power coming at her. So I can see where he knocked her in the head. Correct. Just the headbutt of doom. Oh, yeah. she was I terrifying. Love, I love yeah. that headbutt because it was just like bam, and she was like, "No, you're not doing that to me." Yeah. All right, so back on topic, Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, Jesus I Christ, yeah. Great. Holy shit, yeah. I was like, yeah, we're talking about justice, right? Like, no, we're not at all. I hate it. That's <laughs> in like four weeks. That's in a month. That's, yeah, that's, that's in a month. So, Suicide Squad, I think it's going to be great. Sam, James yeah, Gunn. I'm very it looks excited fucking hilarious. It. I'm very excited. It looks excited. awesome. It looks funny. I love Amanda Walder again. Amazing. Uh, what's the actress's name? Olivia. Um, I forgot her name, but, but she's a perfect Amanda. She's a, yeah, yeah, she's amazing. She's fantastic. Um, who's the guy that plays the main? Um, Idris Elba. Like, yeah, no, the GI type dude that was. Oh, in the oh I love him. Rick Flag. Yeah, yeah, Rick Flag. Thank you. I absolutely love him as Rick Flag. He's hilarious. I, yeah. I love his relationship with Harley now, and yeah. when they're like, um, it reminds d- me a lot of the the the, demog- the the chemistry that her and Nightwing had. Yeah, and it was also like. If you do this, you die. If we find out that you have expen- uh, suspended licenses or something, you die. Yeah. And he's like, no, stop. <laughs> he's just like, God, I have to keep my deranged daughter in line. Because he knows he can't control her. Yeah. He's, like, he's just got, he's pointing her in a direction and saying, go. 
You know what? Yeah. My, he can't do anything else. You know Correct. What my interest in his character is going to be is how they take his relationship with Enchantress and where that's going to go. Because didn't she I, die? No, no, she did, she, didn't, not. she did not die at the end. So I'm assuming that Carol Delevingne isn't going to reprise her role. Correct. As Enchantress. But but also it's it's known that um I forgot her alter ego, but she can't control Enchantress anymore. Yeah. That's why she stopped. Yeah, yeah she, she can't control Enchantress. She can no longer control Enchantress. There was a good amount of time where she was able to, but she can no longer do it in the comics, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, because even even in the actual DCU, it's been a long time since you've heard from Enchantress. Because uh, I I, I, feel, I feel like Enchantress is like the Scarlet Witch of this universe because she's so overpowered, and the fact that Cara Delevingne cannot control her. Yeah, I can't necessarily think of anyone as powerful. I would say that maybe Zatanna. Zatanna, oh Zatanna yeah, I forgot about Zatanna. Is, I like Zatanna as the more like Scarlet Witch type um, character just because she's part of Dark Justice League, which I absolutely love the cartoon movie. Garrick and I watched that movie. Yeah. It was the, the Dark my, yeah, my, uh, dark, my, yeah, just my only dark, my only problem is that Zatanna is easily killed when the chips are down because they've killed off her character so many times. That's what sucks. Yeah, but I think it actually maybe we should just say she's more of a Jean Grey because how many yes, times has Jean correct. Grey been resurrected? Jean Grey, we're yeah. definitely gonna go through Phoenix Force because Garrick and I were just watching something yeah. and um, I was explaining to him about the Phoenix Five and yeah. everything like that and what happens with the Marvel uh, with the Avengers mm-hmm. versus that. Um, and also, I want to talk about the fact that this past year they came out with an issue where the Avengers fought for the Phoenix Force. Yes, that it was like over years it's been decided by the Phoenix Force itself. The next yeah. willing. Uh, they cho- it's by fate, but now everyone's fighting for it. Correct. And it's yeah, insane. We'll, we'll for sure cover that. What do you What do you think about them including Polka Dot Man in the new Suicide Squad? I love it. I think it's great. I f- okay, so I have no complaints about any of these fucking characters. Yeah. I don't care if Pete Davidson is in there because for some reason I know it's going to work because it's James Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah, and plus and I David like Tennant. I love Pete Davidson as yeah, exactly like like I love Pete Davidson in general. And the fact, like, the, like the character that they gave him, just like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Would they give him again? Because I'm, I forgot his name. I'm not. Well, I don't know because these are all like B-rated 1980s through like 1960s through 80s villains. So that haven't they, been in the main. But they casted Thinker and Polka Dot Man perfectly. Okay, so but, so good. So one thing you have to remember about Suicide Squad, I don't know how much you know about the comics. I don't. Just assume that I don't. So we also assume that the fans don't. Works for me. Um, and I, I even have an old one that I can bring you to show you. I'm it's done. always been a revolving door of B characters. Yeah. The ones that you saw in the- P. Origi- Davis's black card. Thank you. Um, the one that you see in the, the ones that, the characters that you see in the original Suicide Squad, that's pretty much the core, I believe, originals that were like top tier villains. Yeah. Like, cause those were in the, those were in also in the animated movies. Exactly. Boom, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, yeah. exactly. Harley Quinn, and, and whoever else. And it's always been like, uh, it's never been Killer Croc and King Shark on the same team. It's yeah. always been one switched out for yeah. the other. One one uh, creature feature for each team. Exactly. I, personally, I would take King Shark. I feel hundred percent hand hand. Well, well, pl- well, plus 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 uh, Killer Croc is is too much of like a loose cannon. Like like Killer Croc kind of just does his own thing. Yeah, I feel like King Shark would protect me with his life if I you know, was nice to him. Yeah. That's only because you're thinking of Ron Funches as King Shark. <laughs> Ron- I'll kill every single one of you. Yeah. I love Ron Funches. Same. <laughs> but, but honestly, like the reason, like my, my, my grievances in, in the first two, was that they butchered every character except for Deadshot. Deadshot. 
Yes. Rick Flag. And Rick Flag, yeah, they they didn't butcher Rick Flag, but and and Enchantress, Carrie Delevingne did a very good job, but everybody else in that movie, man, it's just like, like like yes, I understand why why Deadshot was portrayed the way he's portrayed, but like he's a cold blooded killer, man. Like he, I feel like like I loved Will Smith's Deadshot because I think he made that movie fantastic. However, because I'm a traditionalist, it's not Deadshot's character to be humanized. You know what I mean? Because I because completely you, agree because I was kind of like I think Suicide Squad made you feel emotions for a lot of things that you shouldn't have felt emotions for because like and the fact that they also ruined the dynamic of Joker and Harley Quinn's relationship. Well, entirely. okay, so the only reason why I kind of like that because that was a little bit fan service for me because I've always liked the little moments where he recognizes that he does care about her and yeah. he fucking hates himself for it. Yeah. So the moment where he throws her out into the fucking vat of chemicals and then he's like. Bye bye, and then he's like, he walks a couple steps, and he's like, "Shit, I have to go yeah. fucking get her now." Yeah. I actually give a shit about this woman, and I don't give a shit about anything. I just want to kill Batman. Yeah. Um, I I I kind of like that. Um, and then when she falls off of the helicopter, and he's like pissed. I like that just because in the comics, one of the greatest references is that Joker only care. The only thing that he gives the slightest shit about is harley quinn but he'll never admit it yeah but when he did it he did realize it. he tried to kill her yeah which is which is why he shot her multiple times and threw her out of a 10-story building that's which why- which which she survived by the way oh yeah because it's harley quinn and that's so, why by the way that's why she dumped him oh <laughs> i wonder why she- yeah right so that's honestly after that's, all the things yeah that's but, why i mean I, I like- as, as as morbid as it sounds i actually prefer the dynamic where he just like slaps Jennifer and he just kind of she kind of does what he says because she's under his control because of the fact that when she realizes that she's being manipulated and she just lets loose at the beginning of injustice and then she starts the suicide squad thing and she's like i'm a woman now and she starts kicking ass and that's what i love that's the best harley i don't like the how do i say it Maybe she maybe was, that's she, why I don't like this Harley Quinn is because Joker actually gives a shit about her and it changes the character dynamic. I think, yeah, I think and, that's why. And it's not to be fucked up. It's just the truth. That's how their na- dynamic has always been. Yeah. I um, like that she's not as subservient. That's why I like this Harley Quinn. I like I love Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn because I feel like she recognizes immediately, hey, he's a fucking asshole. I'm going to do my own shit. I'm going to be my own person. And then that's where she goes on from there. Yeah. Like I love the Harley Quinn uh, Birds of Prey. I thought that was great. It, it, so wasn't, it was okay. It wasn't a good DC movie, but it was a great entertaining movie because it also just progressed. Hey, she's her own person. She's doing her own shit. I'm she's a traditionalist, so I can't, yeah. I can't okay. put my hey, name on hey, that. Let me, let me, Boomer, stop. Child, <laughs> stop. Nah. I'm the child in this, let's be honest. We're well aware. It's like um, the, the, the one guy who doesn't know Suicide Squad thing is about Suicide Squad. Get no, the I'm just fuck saying, out of hey, here. I'm just saying, it's a good movie. But you just don't want to like it because you're a traditionalist and you no, enjoy the other. No, Margot we've Robbie actually too much. we've had a very long conversation about this because he sees why I like her as Harley Quinn. Yes, he agrees with the certain points that she does well with Harley Quinn. But I'll agree with him because we're such traditionalists. Like, had she been in the original jumpsuit, no tattoos, little bit less. Um, more of a clown type character rather than like has a Jersey accent. What's Plus the she, accent she, that she, she has in that? It's movie? like Jersey. Yeah. Well, no, she. Okay. So here's the thing: is that 
Harley has a very distinct accent where it's kind of like, you know, kind of New York, kind of Jersey sort of. Right. But the thing is, is that Tara Strong always had a very consistent accent and Margot yeah. Robbie would kind of choose when they turn it on. It's like, well, are, do you have the accent or not? Like, I don't understand what you're trying to do with Harley like, Quinn. You can well, hear I mean, it it's like when we get angry, it's like we turn more Hispanic sometimes when we get angry. That's true, but Harley's like that all the time. Like, like, like you can't shut her off. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, I think that's the biggest thing with, with Margot Robbie's because this goes back to kind of humanizing her more where she's more like sympathetic. She's emotional. She's like, she cries. She does this all. But like, if you look at original Harley, you can't turn it off. She's always like that all the time. Yeah. Like in the animated Suicide Squad movie, that's Harley Quinn. She her can't turn to, it off. Her trying to bite off the fucking nurse. What was it? She tried to bite yeah. off the nurse, nurse's ear or something yeah. like that while she's playing the video game. Yeah. That is Harley. Even, and that's that's New 52 Harley Quinn. Yeah. Those, those animated movies are New 52 Harley Quinn. But, so, she, but that's the good version that I want to see more of. Did you ever play Arkham City? I did. Did you play her DLC? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, so do you remember the the dynamic where um when she was in the prison and um while Har like Harley Quinn and Harleen Quinzel are having a conversation in Harley's head? Oh yeah. That's how it is all the time. Like Mar I feel like Margot Robbie was playing Harleen Quinzel as Harley, not Harley Quinn. That you is a I mean? perfect okay, example. That, that's a great explanation yeah. of it. So before I just thought you just hated Margot Robbie. No, that, no, 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 no. That's a, I, I, that's oh a great. She, she's a fantastic actress because like she was great in Wolf of Wall Street. Like she's a fantastic actress, but I don't think she understood the type of Harley that she was gonna play. Or at least for Suicide Squad, the type of Harley she should have played. And here's the you thing. Know? I mean, obviously I'm backseat driving because I have not. I don't. I'm not an actor or an I actress or anything like that. But that's just from from me <laughs> being a longtime fan of Harley Quinn as a character. That's just my two cents. So hot take and this is the reason why i didn't like the direction they took with her character let my villains be villains thank you I, very much i'm so tired of the anti-hero i get <laughs> redemption arcs this is why i'm excited for where i think they're taking wanda's character in marvel mm -hmm. because if she's gonna be wanda maximoff from the comic books and she's gonna do whatever she wants with reality I want to see that. I want to yeah. see her fuck up, redeem herself, and I want to see the entire House of M storyline because I'm sick of this, you know, uh, this bad character has a little bit of good in them and all of them. Harley Quinn is an asshole. She's yeah. always been an asshole. She's been as deadly as Joker's ever been, and that's what I don't like is a transition yeah. from um, the first movie to, like, Birds of Prey is... You hear Amanda Waller tell him, like, you know, she's crazier and... I was just about to say that is because that's one thing that you know about Harley's character is that, like, oh, she's crazier than the Joker. No, she's not, dude. No, but, she's not. Here, here's the thing. If you're going to say that, then why isn't she as deadly and, as you go on? And I understand that her art And is how changing. come she's not trying to kill children and blow up hospitals and cut people's limbs off and, you know... She's an accomplice whatever. to Jason Todd's murder. Correct. Wait, no. Yes? Yeah. Well, yeah, she, right. she, she's an accomplice, but they held her responsible for the murder of Jason Todd I in the believe, movie, and I was like, how dare you? Yeah, I believe <laughs> in the opening credits or whatever, when they're looking at Harley Quinn, it says, like, accomplice, accomplice to, to Jason Todd's murder, yeah. But she didn't really do anything. She just watched Joker beat him to death with a crowbar. She didn't really do a whole lot. I think she even was like, this is too much. 
Yeah, it's 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 just they 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 try to humanize her too much, and like not that they were trying to empower Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn too much, but they gave her too much credit as a character because if you look at a lot of the stuff that, that they were trying to play up Harley to be this main character in this movie and to give her like a personality type but her personality type is chaos and this she is chaos this isn't even um I'm chaos I get it <laughs> this but, isn't but, even... but 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 like she's not as crazy as the Joker but she is as chaotic like like her energy is chaos like if you look at her she's always doing acrobatics bouncing off the walls smacking people with a giant hammer like she has like all of her bombs and her traps like she's crazy but she's not crazy in the joker yeah and that's not even just like on screen margot robbie's harley quinn that's just in general in general yeah um so yeah i think we're all excited for suicide squad let's see where james gunn takes our Harley Quinn and see where this goes. So far, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Margot Robbie because I think she's understanding how to play her better now. She's getting better, and I, I, I do like yes. that. I do. I, I'm excited because I don't. Her, think her she, one-liners are more Harley in this movie. Yeah, and the costume and everything, 100% Harley. So yes. Let um. I'm even cool with John Cena in this movie. <laughs> I know. He's in he the was, movie. Yeah, dude. I didn't see him there at all. He's oh, like, God <laughs> damn it. I walked right into that one. You were so You son of a bitch, serious. you got me. <laughs> it's very hard to get him with that one. Yeah, damn. no, that, hey, you, you got me. That, God damn it. Okay. I can't believe I fell for that. I, so, I just want, I, can I ask something real quick? Yes. Why don't you like the humanization of villains? Because I feel like it brings more emotion as the watcher to, to see something humanized and then see the, their understanding of why they do it. You're not supposed okay. to sympathize evil. Okay, so you're but not. But that's the whole point of the movie. If you don't have any sympathy, if you can't sympathize with it, then it's just evil for evil, and that gets boring. No, but that's after the whole a long period. That's the whole premise of Suicide Squad is that they're evil. They're evil. They're evil characters being forced to do things to benefit the the like other people. They don't want to be there. Here's the they're thing. They're just there so they can get out to do more crime. That's the whole point of Suicide Squad is because with every successful mission, they take time off their sentence and. That means they can get back out to the world sooner to do more crime. They're still it's, evil characters. It's for, it's for selfish purposes, but the movie's making it out to be like, oh, they're becoming good people along the way and making it's, it's, connections. It's selfless instead and, of selfish. Yeah, and okay. I understand where you want to sympathize with these characters. And, you know, I think who did it best, a great example is uh, Michael Fassenbender as Magneto. Yes. Because, okay, you sympathize with him. But he still does wrong, and that's when you can I can automatically switch yeah. between. God damn it! He was this close, this yeah. close to being you know a better a better person. Yeah, because no I know you like what, character development more than I, anything. Yeah, yeah, I just love backgrounds and character development. So I hate the just oh he's evil because he's evil. It's like well why is he evil? Well no no like, no no no. I, I I that I don't. It's not that I don't want a backstory. I completely want a backstory. Like don't I don't change who he is in the present. Yeah, yeah, don't don't turn him into something that he's not because I hate that. Um, you know, Doctor Doom. He is some perfect example. Perfect example. Complete um villain, but still is somehow you know has a runs a country, takes care of his people. Fun and everything fact: like that. one of the most powerful villains in all of the of the uh, the Marvel universe. I was gonna but, say when we were talking about Black Adam, Black Adam is the Doctor Doom of DC. 
Oh shit! I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's very comparable. Yo, and you like, just blew my mind right now, bro. <laughs> Goddamn. But as much as Doctor Doom does good deeds, like he pulled Thanos' spine out, he saved a lot of people. Selfish um, purposes, same as Black Adam. Selfish purposes, because then he ended up invading the UN and getting all the Avengers in one place at a meeting, and I forget what happens, but I know it's not good. Yeah, you know, it doesn't change the fact it's that civil, they're Civil not. War Two. There always has to be uh, a balance of good and evil. Correct. Um, which is always the argument in Star Wars, but that's for another day. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Star Wars. All right. Just know we're coming so, for you, So, don't Jedi. breathe. Let's, uh, let's go Chainsaw Man first, because don't breathe is yeah, so I was I yeah. was just about to say, uh, Chainsaw Man. Yeah, so this is more you guys, because I have yet to read the manga, but from what I've seen of the trailers and the manga so far, I'm actually excited to see where this goes. So, overview of the story. It's a dystopian type of world. It's like sort of similar to how we are now, but there are demons and devils running around. Like they're running around as everyday creatures, destroying, causing havoc and wreaking havoc. Correct. So main guy, homeless. He doesn't know what to do with his life. He's a thief. Like he's just going through his day to day, like trying to survive. But then he gets approached by a little devil, a dog with a chainsaw coming out of his head. He's the cutest Search. thing he's ever. He's very cute, that. yeah. Pochita, my homie. Pochita. Pochita. And the devil dog basically says, hey, I can give you power to live. And then he gets the devil power, da-da-da. He joins this sort of a government force to try to defeat devils while using devils. And becomes one of the most badass manga characters I've ever seen in oh, my freaking life. Dude, wait till the fucking anime. Read the manga. It's badass. It's so sick. Like, I went into it blind because I... I just saw a lot on like uh, YouTubers, like anime YouTubers and stuff. They would say stuff about Chainsaw Man, like, oh, Chainsaw Man's really cool. It's underrated. And I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a watch. It's on Shonen Jump. I'll read it. It's badass. It's only 97 chapters, but you, I feel like it gave me what Naruto gave me in 97 chapters. Quarantine? Like, it's just, there's a lot compacted into such a small amount. And it's fucking amazing. Quarantine happened and I hyper-focused and read all of it at once and it was one of the most shocking... An so I was telling Garrick this yesterday. Nothing shocks me like Neon Genesis. Nothing has. I've, I've still never see it, seen it. I'm not a fan of mech animes. Uh, well, uh, I need so, to watch it, though. Well, no, you got to understand about when you walk into Neon Genesis, the reason the writer wrote it and he created it is because he was anti-mecha, and it's, it's not a mech movie. It's a very, like... Uh, it's very sad. It's very sad. It's very more. It's it's more about the humans than it is the mechs. Okay. The mechs, you barely you barely get it's, mech it's, fights. It's 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 not Gundam if that's what you're worried about. Oh yeah, no. Okay. I personally that, love Gundam, but it's not Gundam. I, I love Gundam, but it's not Gundam. It's it's not a mech anime. The okay. story and its contents are so horrifying, and I hadn't I saw that very young, um, and I haven't been shocked like that by an anime in so long since then. So when I saw when I read, um, shouts out my girl Asuka. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Spoiled brat. She's so annoying, but I love her. Um, I hadn't been so shocked by some of the things, like the twists and turns, you know, some of the characters and what they did in it. I am so excited to see how this plays out with, um, is it Makama? Yes. Yeah, Makama. Makama, complete top. Girl boss. Love her. I can't wait to see her in action just because she's just a top complete top and her character itself it's kind of like i guess i 
I don't understand uh, characters' personalities necessarily until I see it on, uh, like, in an anime mm-hmm. from a manga, just because you don't know how they say things, you don't know how they express their feelings necessarily through their words because you're just reading it on a page. You kind of have to like make your own decision on what it is. So um, I'm excited to see how her storyline goes and how her personality really is in this show. I can't. I just can't wait. Yeah, I'm it's gonna I, be fucking amazing. It looks gorgeous too. Oh my it, god! It yeah, looks Studio Mappa did such a good fucking job. Is that who did it? Yeah. Oh my god! It looks insane. Like I, I was scared. I thought it was gonna be like a CGI mess, but the way that they were able to fuse CGI in two D so perfectly when he's go when Chainsaw Man's going devil yeah. mode, even what we saw in the trailer, it looks terrifying. I've never. I've never been so excited to see some of these characters because I loved the looks of all of them. Like, what's the guy with the sword sticking out of it? I know who you're talking about. That's like a later, later. That's later, later, but I love his look because mm-hmm. he kind of reminded me of, um, who's the guy in Hellboy, the original one that has like sand in him and he has that like ticker. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite character in that pretty much almost... That entire franchise, other than Abe Sapien, because that's my boy. Okay, so you I know how Sapien. he had the long trench coat, the kind of like lieutenant's hat or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I one of the characters in Chainsaw Man looks like that, and he has a sword sticking out of his head. I that's it, right? It's out of his head and out of his I, hands. I, I, out I, of his I head his and name. out of I'm his hands. And he's he's uh, Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you say that to my face? First of all, that's Wolverine Origins Deadpool, and we don't talk about that movie. Neither does he, because he doesn't have a mouth. (laughs) God. I hope Ryan Reynolds sues you. He could do whatever he wants to me. You you don't talk shit about that man in this house. I love him. He he, he plays uh, uh, Rispect. Yes. Oh my God! What's, so his, this, what's his name? So this character looks similar to that, and I just love that trench coat look with the hat and oh, everything. Yeah. That that looks so cool. And then the shark kid, what what is his name? Cro- uh, These uh, are all characters Cronin. that are happening like so late. Cro- Cronin is his name. Really? Cronin? Yeah. This this is like the end of the manga. What you're talking about? You're fucking kidding me. No. This I is like thought the, this was. You're talking earlier. about last quarter. Oh my God! Kata- Katana man. Is halfway through. Katana Man. Shark that's guy is who, like last Okay, quarter. so that's his name. Katana. Look up Katana Man, Serge, and you're right. going to love his look. I, I'm just calling him Katana Man. Look up Katana Head from Chainsaw Man. Yeah. That'll basically just give you the same guy. So, yeah, we're we're definitely excited about Chainsaw Man. Gabe and I. Uh, well, his name is Katana Man. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Chainsaw Man. Yo. Katana. Yeah, basically. Does he not hey. look like the most badass? Yo. Sir, do you see that guy? That's basically the idea of behind all the other people. Like everybody has their own super unique look. Oh shit! And super unique feel. It's fucking amazing. And they Yo, have I their love own this. like they have their own special abilities. The devils all have different things. Power. Oh my god! That's so my hard. Girl. That. That's so that's hard. That's one of the hardest characters I've seen in a while. Hundred percent. Yeah. Do you want me to give you my Shonen Jump password? Yeah, after well, after ASAP, yeah. ASAP, ASAP. Okay, so moving on to Don't, Don't Breathe, Don't Breathe Two. God, trailer looks so bad. It's not a it's horror so movie. Bad. It's, it's, it's not literally, a horror movie. it's literally just. Oh, is this Taken? It's Taken, and what was it? Chronicles <laughs> yeah. of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. As soon yeah. as I saw it, because neither of them had seen it, I told Serge, "Listen, Don't Breathe Two. He's like, "What is it?" I'm like, "It's basically Chronicles of Riddick." 
because they tried to turn Don't Breathe the Old Man into a sort of action superstar, I'm which just, I don't like. I'm just waiting for the little girl to pop out and be like, how do I get eyes like that? <laughs> if you like the Chronicles of Riddick. Bro, it's it's you one of... You know exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Stay out of the sunlight. <laughs> how do you get SPF eyes like that? SPF 1000. You got to go somewhere and kill a guy. And she's like, cool, I'm going to go do that. And then gets <laughs> captured by Mercs. <laughs> That's hilarious. We definitely have to talk about the Riddick movies one day. Yeah. I'm down. I haven't seen them in years. But yeah, Don't Breathe 2. I was so excited because I loved the first Don't Breathe because I thought it was a super like original concept on a horror movie. But now I'm just so disappointed. I'm yeah. so sad. It doesn't even seem like a horror movie. It's not. Have you, it's have you seen movie. Have you seen Green Room? Yes, Green Room was terrifying. Okay, yeah, it's the, it's kind of the same concept as like the first. Don't breathe. It's kind of the same concept yeah. to me. Yeah, like have you seen you've, you've seen Panic Room, right? The predecessor mm. Green Room. No, Panic Room is amazing. Jodie Foster and yeah. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, Panic, oh, Panic is Room is young, really that is a good. young Kristen Stewart. You Panic definitely. Um, it's it's I, it's more of a suspense than I a hate, horror movie. As much as I hate uh, some of her portrayals and things, Kristen Stewart has some really good movies. Like I I genuinely liked her as Joan Jett in The Runaways, just because she played that. Like I don't know if I saw that. You've got to watch The Runaways. Okay, um, yeah. it's uh. Who played Lita Ford? Actually, I'm just Lita Ford is uh, the girl who played Laurie Strode. Um, who, the girl who played Laurie Strode in the newest hol- the Rob Zombie Halloween. No shit. She looks amazing as Lita Ford, and she acts like Lita Ford too. She fucking threatens like Cherie Curry and Joan Jett, and I'm just like, love that. That is definitely Lita Ford, and I wanted her to like Dakota Fanning plays Cherie Curry. No yeah, shit. I don't like her as Cherie Curry. Really? <laughs> She's just awkward. Oh, Scout Taylor Compton. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Which is my girl, Scout Taylor Compton, if you're listening. I love you so much. Yeah, no, she's great. I actually, uh, I she saw was her. In, uh, she, was, she was in Halloween too, wasn't she? She's in one and two. I yeah. actually saw her at the Halloween con, and I went up to her because she had her dog there. And I was <laughs> like, he's so cute. She's like, oh, thank you. And then I talked to her for like two minutes. She was so nice. That's awesome. She's one of the nicest people that I think I've met at Halloween con. I That's awesome. But yeah, she plays a badass Lita Ford. She's got like the long reddish hair. Right, I gotta watch that. The like high shorts, but yeah. her her portrayal of Lena Lita Ford and Joan Jett's portrayal uh, from Christian Stewart amazing. And then forgive me because I forgot his name, but he's the guy who signs and manages the Runaways at the time. Yeah, and the guy the character I can't even remember his name, but. God, he's amazing as the manager. He's uh, fucking hilarious. Uh, Kim Kim Foley. Kim Foley. So the yeah. guy who plays Kim Foley is amazing. Yeah. So kind of surprised I remembered that. I I, I got a, I got a really big Runaways phase when I was in high school. I used to love the Runaways. I when I used to skateboard around, I used to lo- like listening to the Live in Japan album. Yes. The, the, the live version of "I Want to Be Where the Boys Are" was Dude, like my the live boy. version of Cherry Bomb is so is hype on like another level i went through a very like because my mom grew up like my parents were born in 69 like my parents are around 53 now um so i got all their influences and my parents grew up in the 70s so i got all that music i went through a 70s phase when i was like 16 dressed like everything i could like saw the runaways movie all of this right and I used to skateboard around and just listen to that album because, like, I loved watching, like, all these movies, like, um, like Little Darlings, like, movies with, like, all these actresses and, like, yeah. Cherie Curry and stuff. I 
that was such a vibe and that album was amazing we definitely love that if we could talk about music we could talk about music <laughs> all day for sure should we get the meat the meat and potatoes Yes. Literally. We're already, Literally. An hour, we're already an hour in. Yeah, we're already an hour in. So, so we're going to, this is going to be a dense episode. Yeah. Sorry, everybody, but. No, we're not. Not really. <laughs> That's the whole purpose. All right. So there's a couple things. We're going to cover the the Texas Chainsaw franchise because it's not. Same. I have notes too. But it's it's because there's not a lot to go over because they're basically going over three remakes, a shitty sequel, and an even shittier sequel. And, and and a backstory. How just, about how about we just we start off? Who is Leatherface? So Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen is 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 the Leatherface. Okay. But the second runner up is the one from the reboot and the New Beginnings. But he's got beef with Gunnar Hansen. Oh, Andrew Brannarski. Yeah. I saw that in the Dead Meat. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, Andrew Andrew Brannarski is is a menacing Leatherface. But I don't like that he doesn't give any. So okay, I know I'm, I'm going to contradict myself saying that you can't humanize a villain, but I'll make exceptions because in the in the very first movie, it's he, he humanizes himself in a way because you know Leatherface is supposed to be a serial killer, not a supervillain. But even then, you still understand. Like I said, you still need to understand that they're evil, and when they do evil things, you're not sympathizing then because when Correct. he kills people, I'm like. Oh no, you you're a psychopath. Correct, yeah. Um so there is a point that I that I really kind of discovered is that everybody in the movie has a bad day. Oh yeah. Like 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 the basically that movie in general is just a bad day for everybody involved. Because if you think about it, Leatherface has a bad day because he's got all these teenagers breaking into his house. Remember, he sits by the window and he's like, shit, man, what do I do? Like, freaking, ah. It's like, I just killed a guy. What the, I mean, yeah. I killed other guys, yeah. but this is just a continuing thing. Why do people come here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up with, with something really dense, super Fuck. dense. So. Okay, hold on. Actually, you know what? I want to say this for the end because we're going to cover the first movie last because it's the most... There's a lot we need to There's so talk much about. more. Um, so, also, we're skipping New Generation because I I love Matthew McConaughey, but that was the worst movie he's ever been in. You know, I was watching Leatherface and the guy who plays Clayton, or the oldest one, Yeah. Um, he looked very much and sounded like Matthew McConaughey for yeah. a second there. I was like, why would he come back and do this movie if you tried to sue so that the <laughs> other one didn't come out? Yeah. And then I saw, I was like, oh, you're not, you're a knockoff. Also, we're not, we're not going to talk about Leatherface's mask in New Generation. We're not going to address that. That, you mean when he was, that a, was woman a Halloween movie? That yeah. was a Halloween store cross-dressing mask. Yeah, seriously. Um, but <laughs> it's crazy too because did you you guys watch that new generation where the when he jumped off the roof he's like, like, what the fuck? They played that multiple times. They even brought it up in kill count like in another video, <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing bro what possessed and him you know what was so insane about next generations is that how uh the original final girl sally hardesty she makes a fucking cameo at the end yeah She's uh, marilyn the, burns yeah, yeah she was on the she was on the fucking uh gurney yep yep um, but uh but yeah so okay so one thing i do want to address at the very minimum is that there is no consistency to this franchise whatsoever 
the only consistency that there's ever been is in the the, the reboot with TCM 3D and or no TCM. Oh three, whatever, what, what, what? Oh no, oh six. Because whatever, whatever the one with Andrew Baranowski was. Oh three. It was oh three. Yep. Okay, so that one and um, the beginning are the only two that have continuity with um, with uh, the actually. Other one. Uh, so, so 3D and Leatherface have continuity. Yeah, they're direct sequels to the first yeah, one. Those, yeah, those those are directly sequels to the first one. New Generation and I think two. No, two follows. The first one directly three also does i believe and then next generation is on its own yeah so three um texas chainsaw massacre three also known as leatherface um it's it's a complex it's a complicated movie because in texas chainsaw 2 a lot of it was dark it was it was a dark comedy film it was supposed to be it was basically supposed to be like army of darkness Kind of. It was. It was a night. It was a. It was a Texas Chainsaw movie trying to be a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Which one? The second one. The second one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that dead meat was hilarious. Okay. Yeah. So I have to just say this because I didn't realize I was looking for my favorite kill of the franchise, um, and I have one, but I found my favorite scene of the franchise. Okay. Just because. My favorite part about the Texas Chainsaw franchise is when Leatherface wears somebody's face that he recently killed and yep. horrifies whoever is in the... Shout out to Kemper. So... Dude. Terrifying. So, Ke- so Kemper's was a good one, but the one and two, when he jumps on the car of those preppies, was Oh, actually yeah, and saws fucking, his head in half. But yeah. it was terrifying because the way he jumps on there, because you have to remember, yes. Tom Savini was on the fucking special effects team for that movie tom savini's special effects so i think like uh tcm2 looks very like because he did creep show yes he did so it has a very creep show look to it especially with the colors so when he's on top of the car and he's like wiggling around like he does he did it and it's so scary because he's basically moving this guy's body around It's, it's 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 nubbin sawyer yeah. yeah, it's 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 the hitchhiker from the first movie. It's, yeah, yeah. So he's doing that, and then you see it start to fall apart, and it's Leatherface, and then he saws this he- this dude's head in half, and it's just horrifying because he gets up like that. I don't know what it was, but the way he got up on that car, and it's, you it's see him, crazy. It yeah. was insane. That was the most frightening thing out of that entire movie. Yeah, I, but like. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of two or three, Neither but am I. but I have to say that Bill Mosley as Chop Top makes that movie. Bill oh, Mosley, Chop Top is fucking hilarious. I love Bill Mosley. Like like I just love Bill Mosley in general because I because obviously I'm, I'm a big Rob Zombie fan and you know House of a Thousand Corpses, Three from Hell, etc. I love Bill Mosley, but bless you. Oh oh, but um, I think that. As Leatherface, Bill Johnson was very much trying to be a parody of the original. Yes. Which, you know, has its place. But I have to say that... I I, I would have to say the only two people that I actually will give credit in that movie for for keeping the same is Drayton Sawyer. Because Drayton Sawyer... Jim Seedow was Drayton Sawyer... It, because in the first movie, he had that kind of like black comedy, very like, you know hillbilly humor mm-hmm. that was also very, very morbid and very dark. 
Yeah. I just didn't like that they tried to make the entire movie that. And then in the third one, they were like, okay, we're back to normal now. We're going to go back to like being a regular terrifying slasher film. It's like, hold on. You can't really do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, again, I love Viggo Mortensen, but <laughs> even he couldn't save this movie. Well, another thing that I, I loved um, is in two, you've got Tom Morga in it. And Tom Morga is the only actor that's been able to spread across three franchises because yes. he is yes. in the first part of Halloween Four where he they you know he breaks out from the uh, ambulance and you know Loomis finds him at the gas station. Yeah. That's Tom Morga, and then in the um, I believe I think uh, Dead Meat said it was the dream sequences and new beginning for Jason. So he has been Jason, he's been Michael, he's been Leatherface, and honestly. I think there's another actor that was um, Jason and Michael. I forget who it is. It might be Tom Morga, and it might just be one person. But well, Kane, Kane Hodder was Leatherface in, in in the third one as well. What? Kane Hodder did a uh, uh, a stand in in the in the third movie as Leatherface because I didn't see that on Dead Meat. R. A. Milhoff is Leatherface in that movie. Okay. But um, uh, Kane Hodder actually did a uh, I forget what scene it is, but he 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 did something on on the on the third film where um he was in he was in the costume, but I, I don't I just don't remember what what scene it was. Um, wow, I didn't even know that. But yeah. yeah, so him and Tom Morga are some of the only people to do crossovers like that, and I believe. Correct me if I wrong. I'm wrong. I have to look it up again. I don't know what other franchise he was in, but I know Dick Warlock from Halloween Two was something else, but I'm not yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, Tom Morga, man of many man of many faces. There you go. But uh, but yeah, I I think that with the problem with Texas Chainsaw Three is that they were trying too hard to force it to be a uh, um uh. Like like a slasher again, you know, and then the whole thing with like with Tex and Alfredo and the creepy gas station scene and all that stuff like that. It's like, all right, guys, like, what are we doing here? You know, yeah. it's it, it seemed very contrived, and it seemed like it 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 was a very awkward flow of the movie. And like again, I love Viggo Mortensen; he's a great actor, but I feel like it like none of the characters were written properly, and it kind of just seemed like a mess of just throwing together stuff. You know what I mean? But but I I will say that I'll, I'll give credit to Benny because Be- Benny um in Texas Chainsaw Three was hilarious and I loved his character the whole like survivalist mentality just you know oh my god yeah, yeah. and I love that they changed the ending so that he would survive, he would survive because they yeah. loved his character so much and he is in um is he in House of the Dead I believe he's in I, House of the Dead let me double check that really quick please check well, what movie season because he is a horror icon from what I remember and Ken I believe Foray? yeah yeah. While you're checking that, I just want to say that one. John of the Dead, John of the Dead. Oh, oh. He, oh, he was John. Henry, he was in John Henry. No shit. Yeah. So he's done. He's that in John. Yeah. Devil's that was Rejects, right. Brotherhood I... of Blood. Rest <gasps> in peace at Hague. Oh, I know who he is in yeah. Devil's Rejects. We're yeah. also definitely going to talk about zombies movies, just not the Halloween ones. Lords of Salem, Brotherhood of Blood. Rest in peace at Hague. <laughs> Lords of Salem. Did you like that movie? <laughs> that's all you had to say <laughs> so it freaked out my mom when we watched it the first time i think i was still in high school when i came out so i couldn't watch it that first time and then i watched it another time like yeah. by myself and i i kind of appreciate i think rob zombie does shock and and you know honestly realistic if stuff like that if, if i was gonna great. give him any franchise i would give him 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah, he would murder. Pun intended. He would murder that 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 Be- franchise because I don't under. I think everybody loves like the big three, and I think Michael's definitely a topic for a lot of people. That was probably somebody that he really loved. I would. I, I personally would have given him Friday instead of Halloween. Yeah, he gave the the Leatherface treatment. To Michael Myers. Yes. And that's how I know he'd be better at Leatherface or even Jason because it's like Jason, the Jason storyline has been something that you could definitely do that with. But Michael. Plus Jason's always been more of like putting on a show, being very flashy with his kills. So we, we definitely have to uh, go over that one day because he's a great horror director. House of a Thousand Corpses is one of my favorite movies. Fantastic film. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So we're gonna skip the generation because it was so bad. I'm I'm just like I'm gonna give that a a point five out of five for that. I'm sorry, I can't I can't acknowledge that as a Texas Chainsaw movie. I don't I don't necessarily ever hate Renee Zellweger in anything. Like my favorite movie that she's ever been in is Empire Records when she was younger. But mm. I fucking hate her in that movie. Yeah, I I, yeah. I just like like the one thing I love about her character is she. T- she tells Leatherface to sit the fuck down. Yeah. She was like, can you, s- I'm, she's like, I'm leaving. Like that was yeah. one of the badass moves, that, like baddest moves I think I've ever seen. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to leave. And everyone's like, okay. And then she's, and then Leatherface is like, no. And she's like, you sit the fuck down. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So mo- moving on to Texas Chainsaw 03. Um, this is the introduction of Andrew Baranarski as Leatherface who, I'm very divided on because he portrayed the one with Jessica Biel. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, so as Leatherface, I think that he was too much of a hulking monster and not as much of like a calculated killer, you know? Yeah. And th- there's a couple of things that I that I love and hate about this movie. So... I will say that I'm a big fan of Sheriff Hoyt, uh, which is Arlie Ermey. Dude, I saw the dead Love. meat. I didn't know he was in it. Yeah. From what I, like the scenes that they showed, mm-hmm. he was just fucking amazing. Like he was, he was himself. Yes. As he, like he's not a good actor, but when he gets to play a role of himself, he's fucking amazing. Yes. So I, I will say this. Um, we're going to kind of throw the first two movies in together uh, of Texas Chainsaw 03 and Texas Chainsaw at the beginning, where... In the first scene, plus like the the hitchhiker that they pick up, the girl who kills herself in the van, that is one of the sickest scenes in cinema. It's such a good scene. Okay, so such I learned a good about scene. that today. Same, oh, you did? Same. I am a sucker for camera tricks because as we go back to Carpenter, what did he spend most of his fucking money on in the original movie? Yeah, cinematography. Having, yeah. ha- having the right equipment. So... Being able to execute, um, and I forget which uh, special effects artist on one of the movies said this. I believe it was um, New Beginnings uh, special effects. Um, uh, the, the the beginning, the one, the sequel to this one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe it was that special effects artist on Dead Meat that was like fuck CGI. Yes. Like, fuck yes, CGI. it was. So yeah. when you can do something so realistic, and the way that they did it, where they had her do like a splatter gun in her mouth, and then they did a splatter gun to the back of her head. Yeah. And they did it authentically. Yeah. And the way the camera moved in 
as and it just you see the kids so horrified. Correct. That's probably one of the greatest camera tricks that I've ever seen in horror. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that it, that they deserve a lot of credit for that because that's a very hard scene to get. Yeah. And I think that 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 scene particularly is one of the coolest I've seen in a film. But the only complaints that I have about this movie um, is they made sorry, they made the characters a little too modern how it was very you could tell that it was 2000 and very 2003 yeah. like like you know the outfits weren't there they were very 2000ish like it's like it's ah, like I don't even, it's like is. people from 2003 were trying like going to address a party about the like about the 70s correct like, they were yeah. going to a 70s theme party yeah and here's the thing like i love fashion like i could tell you yes. a lot of like 90s stuff i could tell you a lot of 70s 80s stuff love it obsessed with it and i can pinpoint uh, Jessica Biel's outfit, how incorrect it is, because she's got like the bell bottom feel, but it's usually higher waisted in the seventies, sixties, and stuff. Like the tank top usually wasn't a thing. Like, yeah, I can tell that it's probably Texas and stuff, but I think the other girl had a more accurate like um, clothing design. But even then, it's just. Mm -hmm. They don't look like two. They don't even look like two brothers that are about to go. Like, I, was it both of them going off to the war and getting drafted, or was it one of them? It was one of them. Okay. Yeah. So, it, it was. It was the younger brother. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, the costume design was incorrect. I think the only side of production and costume design that was correct was the the is it the Sawyers or the Hoyts in this one? Well, it's it's the Hewitts in the one the in Hewitts. this one. The Hewitts, okay. But so the but Hewitts. it's 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 in this in O three and the beginning it's the Hewitts, which uh, that's another big gripe that yeah. I have. It's like it's like how are you gonna how are you gonna change the last name of, you know? I mean, granted, it, it was only the Sawyers in in, I think two out of the three movies. Yeah. But Sawyer, so it's it's general knowledge that Sawyer is the, but the name like. Leatherface looked awesome. Really good, yeah. He looked a Andrew great. Andrew Brianarski's design as Leatherface is fantastic. I will admit he looked that. Terrifying. terrifying. That mask was amazing. Well, fantastic. Need, yeah. Wait, the regular mask or Kemper? Well, Kemper, yeah, when they skinned his face okay, off. Dude, so Jesus Christ. That, that, that would be crazy. The, that would be the second tier scene for me that other than the second movies like jump in the car, dance around with the neighbor's yeah. corpse type thing. That was so horrifying because when you look back at all the other times that he skinned somebody's face, yeah, they're not. And I think I think uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has done it better than most people, other than Midsummer, because Midsummer was a great. That was like, fantastic. Yeah, it was his face. Very good. You and I forget what this dude's name is, the guy who plays Kemper, because he's in a lot of horror movies. He's in a lot of sci-fi. Yeah, Adrian. Oh Eric 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 Balfour. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I love him in a lot of movies. He's a great actor. Um. To see the face and to see the facial hair and see how yeah. it looked like him. Correct, yeah. And to see like his eyes just dilated in the headlights. Yeah. I, I would have freaked. I would have genuinely yeah. just froze. I would have been in shock. Yeah. And I, I I think like another big thing about like, at least this movie in particular is like how how, you know, the dinner scene plays out in this film. Yeah, with 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 Drayton Sawyer, or not Drayton Sawyer, but the character that would be the the dude in the wheelchair. What? So the teenager from uh, O three TCM, yeah, is Lauren Lauren Gurman, 
who is one of the main characters, Lucifer. I didn't oh. recognize her at all. Oh, oh yes, she's yes. the cop from Lucifer. That, yes, that just shocked me because I love Lucifer. Yeah, we'll but um, let's talk about that one day. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that. But uh, not. I guess the character that would be Drayton, which is um, I forget his name, the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, shit. I know who you're talking but, about. But yeah. but that whole scene, the dinner scene, and plus like the way that Sheriff Hoyt wakes her up and putting the beer on her the, face. Yeah, I love Sheriff Hoyt in this because he is like. If if they if they would have kept him in addition to a better Drayton character other than uh, Monty that was his name yeah Monty. other than Monty I think that was that was really good one thing that I I do I did like a lot was when they uh, they when Jessica Biel was running out of the uh, um, the trailer and she found in the the that other trailer yeah and walked in and the baby was crying she's like that's not your baby she was yeah scre- yeah and then I. That that that's a such an underrated scene because when you realize like okay she's got help she'll be fine and then it's she goes never, that's not your baby and it's like oh that's shit. like a TCM trademark it's yeah. never what it is at least correct. in Halloween when you're running to the fucking neighbors are not in cahoots with Michael Myers correct yeah um, what I love also uh, Jessica Biel I I didn't think she was a terrible final girl an unsuspected I, one I just didn't, I didn't think she was she right she cannot cut the arms off okay. of fucking anyone I was gonna say she oh can't my God. You, you're, you're gonna think that she's gonna hack through Andrew Bryarnarski's arm get out of my face it's really funny because even before I watched Kill Count I knew just as a vegan that she was a vegan uh, yeah the carcasses yeah and the fact that they had to use real ones to you know cut costs because they couldn't get fake ones yeah. and she had to fucking run through that so Do you know for, how hard it is for me to make eggs in the morning for my brother? <laughs> I want to throw up. They are chicken abortions. Yeah. For context, for anyone listening who hasn't seen it, there is a scene in 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre where Jessica Beale as the final girl has to run away from Leatherface. Ends up in a slaughterhouse. Ends up in a slaughterhouse and is running through. And because the fake slabs of meat were so expensive, they ended up having to buy and use real slabs of cow meat, cow and pig meat. Cow carcasses, yeah. Cow carcasses that hung up inside of the freezer inside the slaughterhouse. So she's, yeah, she's a vegan running through and running into slabs of hunks, hunks of meat. She hides uh, inside I, one of the one She of the hides carcasses. inside two of them. Bro, yeah. that was so creepy I'm even convinced. I'm convinced that they um, basically, God, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Continue. No, I was just going to say that uh, it's such an underrated scene um, when she's like, that's not your baby. And that leads into the dinner scene of her being woken up by Sheriff Hoyt with the beer. Such a good scene. And it's not even what I liked what they said on Kill Count is that it was like a it was a non-traditional dinner scene because we've seen so many of them in TCM. Yeah. And it would be like Halloween repeating, you know ending up at the babysitter's house correct and, yeah and he just kills everyone in the room correct like yeah. that type of thing yeah but but like you know the dinner scenes have always been such a, a a huge focal point of of texas chainsaw massacre and i feel like to get the dinner scene right there has to be that equal of like dark humor as well as horror and you know and like especially with the, with the addition of of uh, uh luda may Ludeme hewitt no it's not it's not sawyer shit he's so mad about yeah, that but but luda may in that is such a good like i guess foil for sheriff hoyt because you know she's the female she's kind of the one that's supposed to be like gonna have a handle and everything like that and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll get into that in the first movie because yes. there's, there's no female in the sawyer family and i'll get to that yes so i remembered my thoughts so this could transition us over to the first one because yes. 
I genuinely think they made the reboot house much bigger because the original house from the first one was so small. Very small, yeah. And it was so hot that it would reach to like 120 in temperatures. Correct. That, that it would just be dead meat, just rotten. And even Gunnar Hansen said that he like ran out and vomited. And yeah. I was just sitting there thinking while I was watching Kill Count how big the fucking house was yeah. in the reboot. And you're like... I can see why you guys would do that. Yeah. And it looks so menacing. It looks terrifying. And you know, it was funny because even the guy from Kill Count, he was like, it's a great like house structure. Yeah. 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 He he was like, it's a great house structurally. And you look at it and it looks, it has that menacing feel that like the Myers house gives me. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen even the original house on Haunted Hill. Like I've seen, I love the original house on Haunted Hill and the remake with uh, Famke Jensen and a couple of other characters. Love both of the houses because they're both... One of them was actually one in LA, the original one. Yeah. Menacing because you know what the story is going to be and everything like that. And sometimes when things look structurally beautiful and you know something is wrong inside, it terrifies the shit out of me. Yeah. And then... So moving to the kind of the part two, which is the beginning, which... Yes. Before we move on, can I yeah. do, I want to say one more time. Jessica Biel cannot cut off this man's arm. Yeah, no, that's not You guys are so stuck on that. That pissed me the fuck off. I don't know why, but that just annoyed me so much how they think, oh, Jessica Biel, tiny little vegan, can cut off this, (laughs) the (laughs) thickest man's arm with a fucking- Do you want me to try and cut your arm off? I'm a tiny vegan. You cannot. (laughs) (laughs) You can't, bro. It's just like, I'm not trying to diss. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to go give you- You're going to take a meat cleaver and and swing two times with his- Friggin' tree trunks and just fall off. It's just gonna fall off. Well, actually, when you watch the original movie, when poor poor uh, Bubba gets his uh oh yeah 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 drops yeah, the yeah. Fu- when he gets the wrench in the face. Yeah, that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. This dude, this truck driver, just fucking throws a wrench at his face. Yeah, and he's just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, he falls on the side. He's like, Jesus Christ! And like in in his mind, he's probably also. This- what happened to him? <laughs> He just disappears. Hey, he's, he's still, still running. running. He's, still, he's running. still running, bro. No, and it's just so funny because Leatherface was probably laying there like... Plot was super meta. The trick driver keeps running. He becomes Leatherface. Not the takes the chance of is not stopped. No, and it's just like Leatherface is probably just sitting there thinking like, and this is how I got myself into this situation. And then like... Yep, that's me. That's me. And then it's funny because when you see the chainsaw go into his leg, it goes like in and you're like, bro... You should just, like, let this chick go. I think yeah. you should just walk back into the house, you know, take mm. your manhood while you can, try again later. There will be other yeah. opportunities. There's going to be more stupid teenagers, I guarantee Correct. you. But yeah. that's the whole the whole reason he couldn't do that was because his brothers were forcing him to. Yeah. His yeah, brothers but, were forcing him to kill everybody. Well, it was funny because you would think after the one gets killed that he'd be like, oh, okay, like... You know, I don't really like it's kind of like that thing where people don't follow their leader. Like they don't follow yeah. something once their leader has gone. Like well, plus, and uh, uh, you think about too, like that same thing of like the not killing is uh, uh, Drayton Sawyer in the first one. He's like, I can't say I'm a killing. It's like that's that's their job. I just cook. Yeah, that's what I liked yeah. about the and oh my god. So one of my favorite parts about that character is Drayton. That, yeah, he just smacks the shit out of Sally Hersey. Hardesty. F- yeah, Hardesty 
with a fucking broom. With a broomstick. She's like, and it's <laughs> and it's not even like a large broom. It's like some fucking witch's broom that's all yeah. half bent and completely dilapidated. Yeah. And she's got like the upper hand because she what did she have in her hand? She got a knife. She got she grabbed. She had a knife. She was actually yeah. she was not a dumb final girl. You no. got to give it to Sally. She was. She well, was, she was the first one. She was the first one. Yeah. So it's hilarious to watch that because he just keeps. Beating the shit out of her. Shit out of Even her when he gets her in the car, he starts beating the shit out of her. And yeah. you're just like, I would have killed this old yeah, man no, with dude, his he, own well, broom. Yeah, he took, he took the broom. He slapped the dog shit out of her in the first movie, bro. <laughs> it, was, it was funny because I'm like, if some dude, in, and I, if I was in that scenario. It's going to be all right. And some dude starts smacking bah! me with the broom. I'd be like, well. First of all, I feel like home. Second of all, like, <laughs> why are you hitting me like Shout that? out to Latin families, huh? No, it was the spoon. <laughs> you could just see him. He doesn't have the strength to hurt her. No. That like when I watched it with you, that was the one part where I was just like, This is this is a little <laughs> this is a little much. You know yeah. Like everything else made sense. Everything else was like it followed. Yeah. It, it was okay. Like I could understand the also, logic. Quick quick preface. The reason that we did this right now is because Gabe had never seen the first Texas Chainsaw movie. We no. wanted to we wanted to cover it while it was still fresh in his memory. So it that entire scene where he's smacking her with a broom, it reminds me of when I drop on Apex drop an Apex and everyone drops in the same place and there's not enough weapons. And for some reason I always drop with a pathfinder. Yeah. And I have really bad like vast empathy yeah. no matter what so like i'm gonna have to beat the shit out of this pathfinder <laughs> <laughs> but i feel really bad because like there's even a clip that i think garrick watched me and he's like shit dude because i'm just punching him and he's like ah stop stop <laughs> and that's that's sally her to see the entire yeah. time like, fuck stop whacking me with the broom yeah. dude <laughs> but that part where she's in the van and the cook is driving them to the house, and he's just poking her. Yeah, he's just fucking poking her. That was that was insane. Yeah, because that's when you first see like, oh, he's as crazy as the rest of these people. Correct. Because you don't know his relation yet. Yeah. You're just you see him poking. You're just like, oh, these every everyone in this town's a fucking madman. Yeah. And then we find out that he's the older brother of Leatherface, aka Bubba, and you're just like, holy shit, this I is. I love that. This the, makes sense. I love that. There's no escape. There's None. No escape. And yeah. Like, that's what gets me about Michael Myers. That's what gets me about Jason. That's what gets me about, like, even with uh, Jason, like, I feel like Jason and Freddy are the most vulnerable ones because they have downsides. Like, you can easily defeat Freddy. You can get rid of Jason, you know, those type of things. But Michael and Leatherface, there's always something, and it's very yeah. hard to get rid of them. And there's... It, yeah, and, and, and we'll simply, talk about that when the, in the first movie as well. Yeah. And and simply with Leatherface, it's not just because he's like a essence of evil, like Michael, and completely driven. He's not. It's the fact that he has all these people around him that are either in cahoots with him, they're his yeah. family, or trying to protect him. So yeah. you're running around this fucking town. You don't know where you're going, and the Correct. next person you run to is not safety. Yeah, and then and like I said, we'll talk about that in the first movie because there's actually a lot of like uh, a symbolism behind that and what have you. But uh, ooh, I want to hear that. So, but in going back to to the the beginning, which is the sequel, well, the the prequel to TCMO three. Um, this has Jordana Brewster from the Fast and Furious franchise. Matt Bomer as Eric. She's Taylor Hanley as so, Dean. Wait, Matt Bomer was. Yeah, he he was he was Eric. He was the older brother in in TCM the beginning. That's who he was. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so I love this man so much. He was great in American Horror Story. We're definitely gonna have to talk about that. 
Um, I believe, yes, he's in American Horror Story. He, correct me if I'm wrong, Gibby, look it up for me. He's in Hotel. He's a uh, star's opposite Lady Gaga. I need to, oh, oh, that dude. Yeah. Right? Wait a second. Him Wait. doing his little dance oh. to Drake while he waits for her to come kill him. Wasn't, Palmer, wasn't yeah. he also in Magic Mike? He was. He was in Magic, <laughs> but do you know what my favorite character? God damn it. He's in you Doom what? Patrol. Yeah, he is. Okay, so I was just about to talk about that. So I fell in love with Doom Patrol. Shout out to ben, Brendan Fraser and Crazy Jane. Mm. Um, he's fucking amazing as Larry, and he is the funniest thing on that fucking show. Yeah, he's like, super funny. Cyborg just comes up to him. He was like, hey, Larry, are you okay? He goes, not since the 1960s. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. It's this poor gay man that literally yeah. just has this like being trapped inside of him, and Matt Bowman just... Does it amazingly? Yeah, he's, he's a darling. He's yeah. he's great. But uh, but yeah, Matt Bomer plays the older brother of of Dean, who they end up getting into a car accident after yeah. um, you know, Dean doesn't want to. He he basically wants to to desert and not serve in. I believe it's the is it the Korean War or the Vietnam War? I believe it's I the. Would, Cor- I would. I don't know. I would assume that it's. I think the it's Cor- Vietnam. It's the Vietnam War. Be- yeah. yeah. No, it is Vietnam. Because yeah. this was it is Vietnam. This was pre. Uh, it was pre the, the, re- the first the, movie, the, yeah, yeah, because um, the first movie was in seventy six, and uh, this is uh, uh, takes place, I think, in sixty nine. Yeah, and Brewster gets completely thrown out of the car. Yeah, so like, yeah. What what luck is that that you get completely thrown Correct, out of the car? Correct. Yeah, barely injured. Honestly, I'm gonna tell you right now. Also, I love the fact that Sheriff Hoyt just shows up and starts beating the shit out of Eric. Yeah. Beats the shit out of him. Here, I'm just letting everyone know if we were ever in that situation and I was the one that got thrown out, you're all on your own. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I might go search for Garrick. I love him. I, I love you guys. But if no, I, hey, if, I get it, bro. But if I got a sign of fate that threw me 20 meters away from the place that we shouldn't go, I, I'm. I'm gonna. You're you're getting help. You're designated help getter. <laughs> designated help getter. Every, every horror let's, movie needs a designated help getter. Let, yeah, let's do get help. <laughs> no, we're not doing get help. <laughs> but it works so well. No. No, it, def- it for sure doesn't. <laughs> no, honestly, that was the luckiest thing that I think I've ever seen. But what I love about Hoyt in that scene is that the reason they crash is this fucking single female biker. And then he just straight up eliminates her. Dude, the he minute just straight he gets up just, there. boom, just destroys her. And I love how Kill Count put it. He was like, he doesn't play this game. So he just straight up shoot it, shoots her in the face. And yeah. he, he was so casual about it. He was just like, nah, I'm not dealing with this today. Correct. What are you guys doing, though? <laughs> yeah, literally. But, um, but you know, I, I mean, I thought it was... The only thing that I that I am okay with in this movie is, the I guess, the origins of Leatherface. Where, like, you yeah. know, he was born... In the slaughterhouse, his mom dies. They find him, take him in, the that whole thing. Great. Yeah, really good. Uh, I also like. I also like that that he worked in a slaughterhouse. They closed the slaughterhouse, so he was like disgruntled. Be like, well, I can't feed my family now, so I gotta, you know, go go do murder. That's where I sympathized with him. Yes, that's where I was kind of yes. like, you know, I understand you still do evil, but yeah. It makes you appreciate Leatherface, and it makes you understand hey, who he this is. This whole thing is about family values. That's the whole premise. The, the saw, whole thing. The the saw's family. 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 The saw's so he's gonna family. be in the next Fast and Furious movie. Hey, Jordan Boots was in this one. So, hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he drives a fucking T- twist. T- T- TCM X Fast and Furious. <laughs> he drives like a twisted metal scary clown. Oh my car. god! But it's like I a hate butcher's it. truck. I hate it. I need it. <laughs> but uh, he would just be yeah. trying to top Jason X, and no one can do that. <laughs> 
Leatherface is giving top to Jason X. <laughs> is that what you said? Hey, in this in this universe, yes. <laughs> I mean, but uh, but yeah. So I I love I love the fact that that I whole thing. I would think he'd be the bottom. I think Michael would be the bo- not Michael. Leatherface whoa, whoa, hold Leatherface on, would be the hold on. Michael makes everyone the bitch. Everyone. Who? Uh, Talking Michael. about the shape, right? Yeah. Learn your lore. Oh, so, damn. You mean the lore that you just oh, learned shit. about two hours ago? Oh, shit. Two hours ago? An hour and 33 minutes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> have, we been talk- have we been talking this long? Yeah. Yes. Um, so, Anyways, before he tries to tell me about yeah. my franchise, continue. So, I have more gripes with this movie than the, sec- than the, than the first movie for a couple of reasons. Number one being the fact that um, this was more in the vein of shock horror, which I didn't like. Like the the implied rape scene with Sheriff Hoyt. Yeah, I really didn't like. Is this that. the one you were telling me about, or we was that Halloween? That was Halloween. Um, okay. yeah, but so no, it's I'll, it's it's, it's th- this this, this this is all implied. But uh, basically, this girl's like tied to a bed, and like Sheriff Hoyt gets real creepy, and then the camera pans that's why, and then she screams from inside the house. Ooh. Yeah, so yeah. it's like I really didn't like that because it's very uncharacteristic of the Sawyers. Well, they oh, well s- the Hewitts. Sorry, they, s- they said on Kill Count why that was, and that was mainly. For this, it, it's kind of like a Halloween one and two situation where John yeah. Carpenter was like, "Okay, the horror scene is changing. We need to up the ante." I know that because yeah. Saw and Hostel had already came out at Correct, that point, yeah. so it was wanting like it was trying to fall into that category of Saw. Teresa's, yeah. Um, all these shock the, gore movies, the, 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 uh, the, high tension. Yeah, you know? I, I call them gore films because it's all just very like just gory shock horror. Yeah, and which you know, personally, out of that entire era, I think the one that freaked me out the most was High Tension because that was yeah. insane. Insanity. I saw that. I actually saw a preview of that at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I don't know what year, like two thousand four, two thousand five. We we can do an episode on, on early two thousands gore films if you guys. Yeah, want. because there was the eight horror film. Cl- uh, I can't even remember what the series was called, but each year they would. De- debut like eight yeah. horror films yeah i had the fucking t-shirt for it and everything and i had saw the preview and i got the posters the buttons and everything for yeah, yeah, there. yeah and then i saw the movie and i was completely traumatized <laughs> i'm down to yeah. do that because i never i've never finished the first hostel really i think i watched like maybe half Second of it, ho- is it like, like, like you couldn't make it through it it was when i was younger oh so yeah. i saw it like i like how old saw, are you uh i don't know maybe like in like early teenager. Oh Jesus Christ, dude! Yeah. That's that's a rough movie yeah, to watch I, at thirteen. I used to watch Saw with my grandpa in middle school. Yeah, but the first watched, Saw movie is way less insane. Watched, than no, Hostel. but that's why because I yeah. love Saw, so I was like, oh, Hostel. Yeah, I couldn't finish it. Yeah, that's 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 I, rough. I feel I I don't feel bad for either of you because I saw the original Wes Craven's Last House on the Left and Pulp Fiction at a very early, yeah, that's, early that's, age. Yeah, I've been desensitized, which is totally fine because it means I got to watch all the movies that I hey, wanted. Hey, you've been that, that desensitized was, because. There's some Japanese shit that I could send you that'll rock your world, Don't bro. Don't you fucking Search, dare. You, you, <laughs> hey, I said, no, you've no. already talked to us about this shit. You, no. Wait, no, you've sent us stuff that horrifies the shit out no, of No, this is like some shit I didn't send you guys because He's, I'm like, I can't Remember send he sent us the one where like that, the Japanese ghost or Chinese ghost or whatever was just like walking through the hallway and why that was so terrifying? Yes. Okay, so that was totally different. We'll, we'll cover Japanese horror in another episode, but I'm talking about like, 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 like Woman's the Flesh, grudge. My Red Guts, and like tumbling doll of flesh like all those like torture porn movies from japan i'm yeah. good 
Yeah, yeah we'll, no, we'll get to talk, if we talk about grudge, we'll get to talk about my underrated uh, final girl, uh, girl uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. So. Yes, but uh, but yeah, so I, I understand they're trying to update this like to, just to be with the times, which I I appreciate, and I understand. Um, but I, I do believe that they, they did fall victim to the times, which I don't like, especially with this kind of franchise, because, you know, they even make jokes in, in TCM two where it's like, it's the chainsaw or sex. And who knows what sex is? Remember in the second one, we're like, you know, <laughs> nothing gets, nothing is worse than the fucking like little sexualized scene between the disc jockey and Leatherface. Yeah. And, and like that's talking. why, that's why I didn't like it is because it's very uncharacteristic of, of, of the Sawyer family. They just made him like, I know that Leatherface is mentally incapacitated, you know, yeah, mind he's of me- men- mentally stunted. Yeah. But I felt like it was very insensitive to make him that stupid. Correct. Yeah. He was very yeah. much like comical, stupid. I wasn't afraid of him, except it for was that a scene parody. where he jumps off, uh, jumps on the car. Correct. Yeah. Very much parody. Tried to do what Nightmare on Elm Street did. Correct. Tried to yeah. Be like, uh, you know, campy Jason movie in the eighties. Yeah. Didn't work out. But, but once th- one message that they did portray quite well that I will give them credit for is that it's basically a survival horror movie. The yeah. whole the, because the undertone of the entire movie is about survival. Because I don't know if you remember this, but when uh, when Sheriff Hoyt was torturing, I don't know if it was if it was Eric or if it was Dean, but um, where he was, where he he said that he's like, yeah, he was a Korean War vet. He's like, he's like, you had to starve, you survive, boy. Like, 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 he basically justified like why he's a cannibal is because he justifies he was a, he was a Korean War veteran. He was a POW, and he's like, he's like, you either adapt or die. You know what I mean? And so the whole movie's undertone is about survival, and that kind of goes with, with the whole, except for 3D, it goes with the whole premise of the, of, of the, of the franchise is that everything's about survival. It's about, you know, being the last person. So anti-Vietnam War, like anti-war propaganda. <laughs> well, the, fir- the, first, the, first one, the first one is basically, and we'll get into that psychology of it, is uh, it's basically a product of its environment, and I'll, I'll kind of get, get Got it. Get, yeah. Got it. Now I, I, I'm starting to really understand that a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I, I I will give that give that credit where credit is due. That is, it's a very good portrayal of of uh, uh, you know, it is a good on survival. But uh, but yeah, I thought the kills in in the beginning were probably the best in the series, other than three D. I think three D has the best kills. Oh, best but kills. Yeah. You know what I really want to talk about? Mm. That low camera angle. Oh yeah, the shot of Sal, uh, the sh- not Sally, um, Pam in the original yeah, movie. Yeah, Pam in the first one, and then um, but um, unfortunately they just be on the second one. They and didn't then execute the terrible Jordana Brewster shot in the third one. It was or so the, I preferred yeah. the Jordana Brewster shot over the Jessica Biel one. I the was crouching shot. Yeah, I I kind of like that one a little bit more. But how come? Um, I didn't like like Biel's shot. I think it's just the clothing. I think it's also like the set design and everything that yeah. still irks me, you know. Seventies, you weren't wearing, you know, mid pants. It was high waisted bell yeah. bottoms. Just yeah, Jordana Brewster had much more of a 70s, 60 top. Like yeah, it that's just true. gave me the same like it. Yeah, yeah. And plus, the effects were so good. Like, like I think it was like when Dean got his leg caught in the bear trap. Oh, that was brutal. That's my favorite oh, kill that in brutal. that entire movie. Is the bear? Is the bear the, trap? Yeah, the bear. Not necessarily a kill, but like a moment in that movie. Yeah, it's it's so so good. But uh, but yeah, it, it's it, I think that had like one of the best ones other than other than the first one. But uh, but also like, like the like the first time that that Leatherface bashes that the the dude in the slaughterhouse bashes him with a hammer. That's a great scene. Um, 
the chainsaw action is a great scene. But uh, so moving on to Texas Chainsaw 3D, which has, in my opinion, the best kills in, in the entire franchise. It's genuinely, if I had to pick a favorite movie, mm-hmm. it would be that one out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I definitely think that that it's it's the only one that I'll put my stamp approval on, even though I'm going to be honest, I cannot stand Alexandra Dario's character in that in that movie. I cannot stand her. I liked her at the end. At the end, yes. I didn't yes. like that stupid line where she was like, "Do what you do, do best." Do cause. what you do best, cuz I'm like, "Shut, shut up, dude! Don't, don't speak to him. Don't, don't talk to him. Don't he's address him." Like, he just like gives her the dirtiest look, and he's like, "Don't." Come back <laughs> but I love it's like, me. did you read the letter? No, I told you to read the letter. <laughs> and then Leatherface is like, "This bitch is gonna be taking care of me, and she can't even read a fucking letter." Yeah, literally. But um. But yeah, I, I I do think that 3D has the best kills. It has my favorite kills in this entire in the entire series. Where um, I forgot the guy's name. He has the purple clothing on. Where he hangs with the meat hook and cuts him in half vertically with the chainsaw. Oh yeah, that's like one of the most brutal brutal scenes. Which movie? Oh, so sorry. I was gonna say I don't. I feel like I didn't watch the dead meat on this because as you guys are talking, I about watched it, every dude, single not, one. I don't feel any recollection. It's it's, a, it's the one that Trey Songs is in. I think I need to watch the dead me right after this podcast. Right? Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so one of my favorite points in like one of the movies is that, because we were talking about Terrifier earlier where that chick gets like, oh, hacked on in half. I forget which movie it is that Leatherface, uh, they had to edit it out that they cut her in half, but then they like didn't. I think only that was half. That was in uh, TCMO3. Okay, so I love that. And I think the only people that I've ever seen do that is Terrifier and Hatchet. Yeah, love that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like like I I do love the very beginning of TCM 3D where they're right they're in the Sawyer house right after the whole they leave and everything like that, and then Gunnar Hansen is there playing with people, and then uh, uh Michelle Michelle Byrne is there, and or not Michelle Byrne Marilyn Byrne sorry is there, and like you know John Duke and his grandpa, yes. like it's so good, but um. Gunnar Hansen just coming back in general, yes. and this was his actual last role yes. before he passed away. Yeah, which is which is very fitting, I think. Yes. But, uh, it's like Donald Pleasant yeah. playing Loomis the last but time in six. Also, the biggest thing that I want to talk about is Bill Mosley playing Drayton Sawyer. That is Fuck the best yes. because in number two, when he was when he was playing Chop Top, his Jim Seedon impersonation is spot on. Nobody does crazy better than Bill Mosley. A hundred percent. He, what is the name of his, is it, he's not Dr. Satan in 10,000. Otis. Uh, he's Otis. Okay. Yeah. That long hair, white face makeup, red priest outfit. Yeah. That, that was one of the most horrifying things I had seen at a young age. Cause I saw House of a Thousand Corpses when it came out. I rented it with my family. Right. Terrible. So <laughs> terrible. So, not, not terrible movie. Just terrible decision. I got it. <sighs> um, he plays crazy like nobody else. Honestly, if I ever got trapped in a room with any of his characters, I would want to just, you oh, know, dude, if yeah. I had any chance to just off myself, I would because I couldn't stand the torture that he put me through. Yeah, 100%. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I did love the fact that the, the whole, like, you know, clan rivalry. Um, I, I like, like uh, you know, it's, it's a hot take, but I loved that storyline of, like, the whole like clan rivalry and yeah. then the, the exploitive pictures they took like of them killing the Sawyers with like the trophies and whatnot and then yeah. Loretta Sawyer dying which was Alexander Dyer's mother 
um, I forgot the name of Alexander Dario's character, uh, Heather. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I thought that was that was very very well shot, very well done. And I really liked the Leatherface in this one. Really uh, liked Danny Yeager. Yeah, yeah. Really liked him as Leatherface. Had no issue with him whatsoever. Yeah, I think he was a very. I think he he was a better Leatherface than Andrew Baranarski by a little bit because yeah. he had that. He gave depth to the character. Yeah, because I feel like when you watch the, the only time, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. The only time that I, that I really liked Andrew Baranarski's Leatherface was in the beginning because it goes from him in the slaughterhouse to Leatherface, and that was very good. I believe that in the very first TCM that he did in TCM 03, not a great Leatherface. In the second one, he was much much better. Yeah. However, I do give Dan Yeager the nod under Gunnar Hansen. Yeah, because I feel like when you watch uh 3d it has that simplistic you know costume design that yes. you had in the original with gunner hansen correct when you watch uh the reboot it's very much like that's the costume you'd want to buy on halloween because it correct. looks that fucking scary yes that's the costume that you see at halloween horror nights that runs out yes you. but a realistic leather face that looks like that that's in you know dress pants a dress a red dress shirt that's like and it has like an apron and the mask looks really well and you yeah. know, very realistic. That yeah. scares me more than anything. Hundred percent, yeah. And but I, I did like the the whole kind of like she invested the family house and then that house has a whole bunch of history and then yeah. like the town has a grudge against her and this like this whole deal where I'm just like, Okay, I'm okay with this. I like this yeah. a lot. Like I because I, I forgot how much I actually liked TCM three D. Because, like, you know, I know in the last episode I said that every single one of the movies are dog shit. Most of them are. But TCM03, I will I will. And I, I will told gladly, you, we've, we've yeah. talked about this before, and I've always told them. You or sorry, TCM3, not 03. You, you need to watch um, 3D again because yeah. 3D and, is and, great. And you were right because yeah. 3D, 3D is the only one that I like because of the fact that it's it's basically it's it, it's decided to continue right after the first one where it retcons the entire series of the very first movie and then it goes on from there you know you know what i sorry no go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt no, you. no no no. go ahead you know what i love about 3d2 mm. is it brings back that classic horror movie trope that like you do bad things like bad things know, happen to you yeah. promiscuous sex and like yes that bitch is it nikki was her name nikki Nikki, yeah i think her name is nikki <laughs> she's trying to seduce trey songs and like it's so fucked up because that's and her friend and everything claps her no leatherface claps her and she's in the fucking she does a she does a pam and sits in the freezer and then the fucking cop shoots her in the head and you're just like yeah that's well deserved yeah you suck yeah but also to uh, the hitchhiker in this movie, the way that Leatherface kills him, like the hammer bash to the skull. Yeah. And, and then he just keeps hitting him like Jesus Christ. I have Christ. to say, I really like how people got picked off one by one in this movie. Yes. Because it's like he gets, he, and again, it's like he was stealing from them. Yeah. You don't steal from my fucking family. Correct. Yeah. And you were in the wrong place, wrong time. The friend goes down there by accident. And yes. You don't see him coming, and then he comes out, and that's, that's my favorite scene in that movie when he's crawling up the stairs, and you see the fucking hook just coming behind him, and you're Correct. like, "Correct, yes." Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! And it brought back that fear that I love. Yeah, and then like another thing too is is when uh, um, while like Nikki and Ryan Trey Song's character are are doing their thing, and Alexander Dreyer's running through the house, yeah, and she finds uh her grandmother the one that sent a letter in the house yeah and then leatherface just like while he's cutting up her the hitchhiker grabs her 
throws her down and she slams her head against the table leg. I was yeah. like, oh, it was such a brutal fall. Yeah. Such, like, because he throws her and she trips and the back of her head just slams against the table and it's like, oh, Jesus. You know what's even more terrifying, too? Mm-hmm. When Trey Songs and Nikki walk out of the barn and all you see when the um, Alexandria is in the coffin and he's sawing the coffin, mm-hmm. like, you just see the smoke of the chainsaw. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, if I walked out to that, honestly, I might just leave you guys there. Honestly. That's one of those moments, again, I will leave you. I'm a smart final girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 another thing, too, is, is like, like I said, like, Kenny's death in this movie is my favorite death out of all of them because it's so graphic where, like, he hangs on the meat hook and he just, like, he holds the hook and just screams on their face, cuts him in half sideways. Yep. You see all the entrails. And, just, and then Alexandra Daddario sees this happen and then bolts and hides in a wood coffin. And, oh, dude, it's like, the, I love the symbolism there. I hate to say it, but some of my favorite kills are always when a body gets split in half. Like, yeah, cause it, because it's like, 13, oh, my God. Th- 13 ghosts, the lawyer that gets snapped yeah, between the that glass gets, that, that, that gets dissected, or vivisected, rather. And my girl, the angry princess, just like, huh. And then yeah. she just, like, flashes away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then, like, like when Leatherface is, it goes to kill um, the other two, uh, yeah. uh, the hoe and the other one. The hoe. Yeah, well, she's a hoe, let's be real. No, it's true. And um, basically... When, when they go and they crash the van and Trey Songs just dies instantly, like that whole thing where he like and also I love the fact that that um he was able to just flip the van over and then just cut her with the chainsaw. Love that absolutely. You know the Such only thing scene. that pisses me off about that. Have you ever noticed that when you know actors who aren't usually horror film actors star in a movie and they're semi fame like they're pretty famous yeah. outside of horror. They usually don't get brutal kills because of who they are. And that was another example of it because he didn't get like he dies in the car accident. He doesn't get brutalized by, um, you know, uh, Leatherface until you see his head later on. That kills me because I like when they give them horrifying deaths, because I think that's a great reason for them to be in the movie because they're so popular. Because like you see you watch um, House of Wax with Paris Hilton. Yeah, of course. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Love the girl. She <laughs> did great in House of Wax. Yeah. She didn't even, like, she wasn't stupid, stupid. Like, she was just, like, a scared white girl. Like, I would have been as scared as she was in the movie. And the way she goes out in that film, amazing. Yes. And I wish we would have seen something like that with Trey Songs because I think a lot of that purpose of, like, you know, random actors being in there is to see something like that because that, like, gets people into it and they're like, oh, haha, or, like, they, they like yes, that. It's, it's a shock. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, but like the, my only gripe about it was was the uh, the carnival scene, which was stupid. where she's fucking hanging off. Yeah, it's like God. But uh, but I love the fact that when she went to the cops, like usually in, in those movies, when you go to the cops or like you go to the the people that help, it's the Sawyer family. But now it's the exact opposite, where it's the other clan. I forgot their name, but it's them, yeah. and they're in trying to kill the Sawyer. So it's like that beef that goes back for you know, fifty years, and then they go into the uh, uh, they go into the house, and like the police chief's there, and then yeah. the cop just gets brutalized. I just like how the sheriff was like, because um, Clint Eastwood's son is the is the cop, 
is yes. the mayor's son or whatever, and yeah. he's the one that kidnaps uh, Alexandria. What I love is the good sheriff was just like, I'm gonna let him do this, do his thing. Yes, let correct. Leatherface gets just, a hold of just, the mayor, and just, everyone yeah, walks like, away. Yeah, he's like, I'm so done with dealing with this yeah. bullshit. This is in the right hands. She's gonna take him back to the house. It's fine. I yeah. And I'm then, out. And then, but I I love to because like like for me like a room full of body parts is always like a terrible thing to walk into, and so when the <laughs> when 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 the cop walks into the chop shop and just sees all the like the bodies that are like all over the place, and then my favorite homage the first one is when he opens the freezer and Nikki pops out like Pam did in the <gasps> yes, freezer. That was such a good scene. That's what I was talking. Such I a good scene. Love yeah. That. That was amazing. That was such a good scene. I was like, yes, because like that's what TCM like 3D does a very good and job. And you of. also have a better cameo the next generation of. Uh, I love that when she pops up, the cop caps her in the literally in the forehead, just blows her whole head. Like Jesus Christ, dude! You also have a cameo from Sally Herdesy as yeah. uh, the grandmother. Correct. So yeah, I, yeah. I Mar- love Marilyn that. Burns was her grandmother, yeah, which I thought was awesome. That was amazing. Yeah, but uh, and then of course they go to the slaughterhouse. After the whole thing and um, that whole, you know, issue where, where, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the cop, or, well, the, 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 the cop's buddy that was originally the, there. Yeah, the buddy, yeah. the mayor, and yeah, his yeah, son yeah. that's a cop, and then the other sheriff that's a Yeah, so sheriff. after the terrible line delivery, like, do your thing, cuz. It's like, Jesus Christ. Well, I do like how he kills the mayor, because he, like, chops his hands off. Chops as his hands yeah, off, as yeah. he's getting fed into this. Yeah, after, uh, like, the, the pitch for Human kill. mower, I like to call yeah. it a human mower. It's such, such a good, a good thing. But yeah, three, uh, 3D was 3D amazing. 3D was very good, I will, I will admit. But, uh, but now... I have a, a long dissertation to read about the first movie. Yeah. The, the original, the best one. And I have so many notes about this. Yeah. So basically, uh, there's a, a guy named Robin Wood who was very uh, uh, instrumental in, in getting horror movies uh, to be accepted into academic cinema as credible films. Oh, wow. And he had an essay on repression and oppression horror films. Uh, you know, basing on how we were presented with having to be expected to have like heterosexual monogamous relationships and buying a capitalism, like et cetera, et cetera. He wrote uh, an essay on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And so it's basically like, like how like, you know, you're supposed to be like heterosexual. It's it, like back in the seventies, it was very like, you know, Christian values, yeah. tradition, whatever. And, you know, the, the, that's represented by the teenagers in the movie. Where yeah. it's like the, the, that thing. And, and the villains like, represent the forward progression and counterculture initiative by yeah. slaughtering the perceived normalcy and cutting down, pun intended, those ideals. Because <laughs> conformist America has this perfect picture of somebody with money who is rich and normal and above the working class. And rich people oppress the working class because they see themselves as above it. And because they see themselves as above the, what they don't understand, they oppress what they don't understand. Like like, like, like if you have money, you know, you make fun of poor people, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and so the Sawyers represent the monstrous version of the working class that the that the rich people, like the the, the current people, see themselves as a, as above. Yeah. And um, you know, like that whole thing of like Grandpa represents the good old days, where like you mm-hmm. know, oh, he's the best at killing. Like the whole thing where she she tries to kill with a hammer, but she, but he keeps dropping it, and he can't actually yeah. like, and they have to like force him to 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 hit her. Gets her on the head like yeah, once and it's really but nasty. but but it, it's it's a metaphor for the good old days. Like oh yeah, he was the best, but he oh, keeps wow. dropping the hammer, and 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 you know it's it's like people remember 
more funny than this than actually is. That's so interesting. Yeah. And you also have to remember this is um, post Manson. Correct, post Manson. And, and, and then again, uh, that goes into my next point where, like, you know, the basically it's 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 a product of the film is supposed to be a, a reflection of its environment because yeah. you know in 1973, three years before the movie came out, there was the the oil crisis. Yeah. And you know when when they go up to the ga- the Drayton's gas station, what do they say? I ain't got no gas. Yeah. My tanks are empty. Yeah. You know, and so that represents that, like you know, and and the radio announcer, the radio announcer in the very beginning saying, "Oh yeah, there's murder and arson and yeah. bodies dug up and and like the mercury mercury is in retrograde." It was the beginning of the age of Saturn, like all oh, the age of Saturn. It was basically the movie was supposed to be a sign of the times. That was yeah. the whole thing about about the movie is and is like you know it's very much. Uh, like Romero and his, um, you know, comparisons to consumerism. Correct. Dawn of the Dead. Yes. Every absolutely. era that there's a social issue that is a theme of that era, Romero will come out with a movie, and he did that with Day of mm-hmm. the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, and I love that because you can see. I love when you watch a horror movie and you don't see the social issues until you take the pieces apart. Yeah. And then you really understand because when I look at it now and I think about the oil crisis and all the things. Correct. When you put yeah. it in the context of a, um, when you put it in the context of us being at war with another country. Correct. Um, you know, these, uh different classes, all of these different social yes. issues. You see what and that's a lot of that's a, what a lot of these horror movies are. They're yes. they're fears that we have about reality. Yeah. You know, Michael Myers is a man that just starts fucking killing people, leather faces another fucking, you know, poor person in the bellies of Texas Correct, murdering yeah. people. It's just this scary human ideal. Yeah. And my 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 closing point um, to the, to this whole thing too is like, it's it the the movie was supposed to be based on forward progression, yeah. as opposed to you know capitalism and 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 eccentricity in terms of of the uh, modern times where like you know the working class will always be the ones that outlast and survive. Everybody that goes back to the whole theme of survival yeah. is that, you know, the middle class will always survive because they have to, they like, if they adapt and they overcome, like, yeah. you know, when they went like in the back of the house, you have all those cars from people they've killed before that have come through there, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And, um, you know, the representation of, of like those things and the fact that, you know, there's like, like the, even like the slight transgender, uh, uh, representation that Leatherface has exactly. when when he is dressed up with, like the makeup with the the on the face, and which um, is something that is shown throughout the different movies because it's even referenced in Leatherface 2017. Yeah, when he takes off the nurse's face and puts lipstick on it at the correct. End. Yeah, and 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 that that goes back to the thing where like you know the original Solar family had no matriarch. There was no matriarch of the Solar family, and so Leatherface had to be that because he was the youngest. Yeah. They bullied him. They would hit him with. They would cut him around, so you know they kind of forced him to play that matriarchal yeah. role of being in the kitchen and being this, and so you know. But it was, but it was based off of the kind of forward-thinking ideas of like you know, um, the men beating him up, so they so that he has to play the, the role role the female because yeah. he's he's the weakest, yeah. Which is hilarious to think that Leatherface is the weakest member of the family, because- but I think about it. You know, both Nubbins and Drayton, they both would bully him and be like, you do what you're supposed to be doing. Get back in the kitchen where you belong. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he cuts up the meat. He skins yeah, exactly. everybody. He exactly. does what he has to do. But 
you know, Toby Hop, uh, Toby Hopper did a great fucking job with yeah. this entire movie with going throughout the series. Correct. He, the industrial sounds that he recorded in his own home for that entire movie. So good. So amazing. So overall, I think it's, I think if they were to clean up the franchise and really do like a Halloween kills type reboot and somebody good got their hands on it, I yeah. think you could really do wonderful things. With I would Texas love to Chainsaw see zombie because, do Texas Chainsaw. Oh, I, I honestly petitioned to get Rob Zombie as uh, the next Texas Chainsaw director. I'm so down. Because, um, I don't think we've even talked about it yet. He's doing the Munsters. Yes. We'll talk. We'll take that for next week. Yeah. Here's my thing about that. Just closing remark. I don't know how I feel about him touching the Munsters, <laughs> but Sherry Moon Zombie as Lily Munster? I'm so here for it. <laughs> but is he going to make Tyler Maine Herman? We'll I, see. I, I, I love it because yeah. he's got his little actor. So. Correct. That's uh that's it for us today. Yeah, that's 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 us breaking down Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But also, um, if if you guys want to hear more about the kind of ideas, I was I was word vomiting out that whole yeah. thing. Uh, look up Robin Wood's essay on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's very very good, um, as well as Dead Meat's podcast on on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I got a lot of my points from there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, definitely go check those out. But uh, thank you guys so much for for listening. You can follow us on TikTok at SDM Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram as well, Strawberry Death Machine. Uh, you could also go to YouTube, Strawberry Death Machine, where we re- we react to metal music and just like new songs that are coming out. Strawberry Death Machine Gaming, Twitch.tv forward slash Strawberry Death Machine. Definitely going to get on some Apex with you guys uh, one of these days. Uh, yes. My Instagram and my Twitch is still Satsuki Kiryuni without the I-N at the end. It's a kill a kill reference. Satsuki Kiryu. Yeah, yeah, Satsuki, Satsuki Kiryu. Kiryu. That's yeah. how I pronounce it. Every time I read it, I'm like, that's not right. But somebody <laughs> else took the original username, so I don't care. Yeah. Also, also, for next week, we are going to be... Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Excuse me, shit. Uh, we're going to be talking about DC Metal. Yeah, so DC Metal. If anybody wants to follow along or sort of just like get an idea of what we're going, you could of course go read the comics. But what I like to yeah, do Batman is... Batman Forge, all that good stuff. Yeah, I yeah. like to go to a YouTuber called Comic Storian. Yeah, he's breaks great. down complete arcs of different like comic books and stuff. That's what I'm going to be using for my research because I'm not obviously a metal uh, comic person as they yeah. as these two are. Yeah. So that's like for anybody who's listening who wants to do it. That's my suggestion. Yes. As well as dead meat for any horror movie stuff. And if anyone yeah. has any kind of horror films, any nerdy things that you don't think we know of or you want to expose us to, please send it so we can check it out. Because yes. I know I have a hard time sourcing new horror stuff all the time. Correct, and you guys yeah. end up sending me so much. So yes. let us know. Well, in that case, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Deuces. Bye. Bye.